Auto One Podcast Network. Some of these motherfuckers need to keep in mind. It's 2023 and they still don't know. I know, right? They're listening to Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. It's like, duh. Um, sometimes we would be pushing the motorcycle home until eventually he just didn't have it anymore. Let's go. This show is hosted by three sentient beings. One of them is slimy, one of them is grimy, and one of them is Leanne Rimey. You decide which one's which. Well, in the meantime, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Riding, the Moto One Podcast Network, or any of its affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to cre- another episode of Creative Writing. You may have noticed that we have been absent for a couple days, a couple weeks, and that is because everyone's got arrested in the last month or two, or the last week or two. We have the Nokomoto podcast hasn't put anything out. Wiggins in the Wild hasn't put anything out. Uh, Moto Twins, I mean, that they haven't put anything out since 2020, but... Uh, I think they're even arrested, and the host of that show died. So <laughs> it's really hard to get arrested when you're dead, but it's possible, I guess. I don't know what's going on, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, Mike T uh, has been arrested. 619 Mike, Mike Media, the guy I like to call every other name except for his real name. However, my punishment off the last show was to just call him by his real name, so he's not here to enjoy it. Um but yeah, filling in for him, though, we do have another guest. And uh, his name is also Mike. So I feel great <laughs> that Mike, Mike T isn't here to, to you know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm going to be saying Mike so much, he wouldn't have known. I'm kind of glad he's not here. But yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to pop into the mode. My last name also starts with a T. There you go. And um, so, so sitting in for Mike T is Mike T. And uh, I won't have to call you Sharon Shags a lot or, uh, you know, Billy Baloney or whatever we call it, Mike. Um, yeah, let's jump straight into this show. We got Mike T and he's coming to us uh, from Colorado. We, yeah, uh, hey. yeah, we actually are having you on because you had an epic ride out here recently. and It, it uh, was more epic than expected. <laughs> good. Well, we're going to cover that. And we have our usual highs and lows. We have the word of the week. We got some unnewsworthy headlines. And then we're going to jump into your epic adventure. And on the show with us, as usual, we have Dawson. Hi. Is that it? Is that all yeah. you're going to call me I, today? Uh, yeah. I was I was going to come up with one, but um, forget it. No. Oh, you're uh, all shy? Yeah. Yeah, forget it. Uh okay. Just Dawson. <laughs> I'm here tonight. Oh, you better you better believe I'm going to have something great for you in post. <laughs> no, you'll, you're going to see me get all red. Yeah. Oh boy. And actually, I do have a bunch of drops from Mike, uh, Mike T, other Mike T. So um, trust me, he'll be here with us in spirit, even though he's currently incarcerated in uh, East County. East County Jail. Um, so hey, we're gonna we're gonna go around the room with the highs and the lows this week. Um, oh God, I t- started typing them on my notes list and then never even finished them. Uh, Kim, you, you got any highs and lows you want to start off with? Um, I'm gonna say my high is I got my new windshield put on my bike. 
yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Is that a Memphis shade or something? No, I'm, I did the original garage moto. Um, it's like a berry pink color. So I know a few episodes, we kind of talked shit on colored windshields. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went out and probably bought went, one. Yeah. Cause it matches my like white sand pearl. Well, not matches, but goes with it. So, um, yeah, because I didn't like my hack job on the, my windshield from a few weeks ago. So I just decided to buy a new one. Bro, do you still have that windshield, by the way? I do. I should have just took it off so I could resell it. Yeah, I but, was going to um, say, you, we, it's polycarbonate. We could shape it. We could make it. like I saved it. Yeah, good, I saved good. it. We'll do I'm gonna, something. I'm going to teach you. We'll make, a, we'll make a video for Patreon. I will teach you how to do some polycarbonate shaping. And you can even use like a heat gun. Uh-huh. To shape it, if it's you know, if it's the right stuff, if it's what I'm thinking it is. But, I tried uh, to, um, I tried to cut it with like the petty paw, and it just wasn't working that good. Damn, that sounds like something that you would use to trim your dog's fingernails. What the hell's a petty paw? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> a petty paw. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, just getting the bike ready for Bisbee. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. When is that yeah. coming up? I forget. Have you been out on it yet? Did you? Um, did you test the new windshield? Not with the new one. Uh, so the, I, w- I went to a 12-inch, um, I guess the normal kind of height's like a 15 for the T-Sport, but I went down to a 12 just because I don't like to look through my windshield, I guess, like you're supposed to. So You're not always supposed to. Sometimes it's just to hit air over your head, you know? Yeah. I did ride it with the hack job one after <laughs> just to see, and um, but I haven't taken it out on the new one yet. Nice. Still you know, kind of muddy at my house. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most things go over your head, and now the air will too. I'm glad you got that. It's a, it's a nice looking. <laughs> I got nice, that. I got that thing. Nice. <laughs> it's a nice little uh, color. Um, you got any lows this week? Um, I'm sure I do, but no, no. I know you're so positive. I don't know how the fuck you do it. Can I'm I have- just drinking, so I can't. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you got any highs or lows this week? Uh, yeah. Well, my high is that I took this cool trip out in, in California. Um, but uh, I got another high because I've been back for like a week now. Um, uh, so I have like several bikes. I have a scooter uh, and uh, this old Kawasaki that I'm selling. But I have several bikes and they're all kind of taking up too much space in my garage. And in the process of getting them all fixed up, I got a, uh, I got a, two batteries replaced on two of the bikes. So the scooter, which can operate without a battery, finally has a battery now. And I replaced my old trickle charger that was like, oh God, 15 years old and too powerful. So it was actually just damaging some of my batteries, leaving them on trickle. Wow. Um, I, re- I replaced it with this like nice little like one to two volt. How, uh, how did how did you figure out it was damaging them? Because now maybe I, now you got me worried. I got some because because the batteries weren't lasting as long as they should. Because they're they were they were like a step up from the cheapest batteries you could got buy, and they you. were dying in like less than a year. So I was got like, you. no, this is this is a problem. So <laughs> for the, the first testers, time, I think ever, you put the testers on them, and they're like seventeen volts. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> whoops, yeah. So for the first time, I'm like going out and just plugging and they all have the little plugs hanging off of them now. So I can just walk up and just move from one bike to another and then keep them all on trickle in a cycle. That is so sweet. That's nice. Yeah. But I'll Um, be downsizing. Yeah. But for now, I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, uh, and then what's your lows? Uh, the low, well, uh, California was a little wet. <laughs> and when I got back, there was a bunch of weather. Um, so snow and then today oh, oh, it's oh, so it kept, coming down again. So it kept moving, uh, east. Is what yeah. Saying. It kept chasing me. <laughs> yeah. So I only had one day this week where it was possible to get out and ride and I was oh, only man. out for like 45 minutes. So. Don't the brothers always talk about Colorado having 360 days of sunshine? And I guess this is the six, you know, one, uh, a few that, that, uh, of, I guess that's five days. So, so this is one well, of the five days that you don't have sun, sunshine. Well, partial sun counts as sun. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was sunny this morning and now there's snow blanketing outside. Yeah. In California, partial sun counts as, as, you know, winter. As, as winter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, How about so yeah, you? well, uh, my highs actually, uh, my highs is that, uh, Mike got to take this epic trip and that you got your windshield fixed. That's I'm, I'm living vicariously through everybody else. Cause really, I mean, if you want to talk about, I'm just looking around the, some of the motorbikes and things I have laying around here and no highs in sight. So yeah, very, very sad times over here. I know. My, I haven't ridden. I, I still haven't ridden in a while though, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I, uh, I think I rode like two weekends ago. So yeah, uh, it's about the same. Yeah. So uh, part, part of the reason is because the weather uh, the weather. So definitely lows. Hey, last episode, do you remember the lows I was talking about? Scooters and, and anybody really riding on the left, left side of the, Oh yeah. Like a day after I said that I was on Reddit watching this video of this guy pulling out of a, pulling his big old bagger out of a um, driveway and you could only turn right out of this driveway. So in the video, you can see the media, see him pulling out. You can see the median and, and of course, so that means that traffic is only coming from his left. So he looks left and he starts to go. And right when he does, he hits the hits the binders because a stupid kid on this fucking scooter comes. <sighs> it, it re it reinvigorated my hate for people on the wrong side of the road because that's that was the other, I was trying to like say it so that people could visualize it. If you're on the left side of the road, whether or not I want to turn right and you're coming toward me on the wrong side of the road, or in this case, it's a one-way street, and the guy still couldn't turn out of the driveway because somebody's on the wrong side. You know what I'm saying? It, it just bums me out. It, this is still my low. This is going to be my low for the year. I'm actually working, my high, I guess, should be that I'm working with Congress to get it passed for uh, canings in the U.S. And um, not for graffiti or stuff like that. For people that ride their <laughs> scooters and bicycles, uh, on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> Bring just for Carry one with Bring you. Candy. Just do oh, it, donkey. No, because then you get arrested for assault. But if you're a police officer and you're you're <laughs> you know if you do it, um, trust me. Yeah. So so that's my highs and my my lows is still is still that. Plus the weather. Yeah, the weather's garbage. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's bop into our next little segment here, which is the word of the week. Uh, and and actually, this should be one of my highs too. Um, I have tasked Don um, Leo Leonhart uh, on he you know he he's a really really active on um, uh, Facebook and on Instagram, uh, giving us posts and things like that. I have tasked him. He he's he's thrown. He all added the, me on Facebook the uh, other night, or I accepted go. him. Yeah, a new friend. <laughs> yeah, when, when Dawson accepts you into the fold, you've made it. <laughs> 
you've you've uh, you've you've then they see all my my instagram and they're like shit what the later <laughs> yeah late yeah uh so yeah i've ta- he's been the guy that has caught me out with all of the words of the week uh recently and so i feel like i owe him a punch in the dick when i see him in person um however i feel like i owe him a high five and, and a five dollar bill the way that he's a wordsmith and catches us out with these very inane words, but somehow they get us. So I've tasked him with being word master. He he never he didn't reply after that because he saw your Instagram and he ghosted us. <laughs> but um, but this word this week's word of the week is does not come from him, and so you'll understand why we need this guy. This week's word of the week is booty sauce. <laughs> and, what booty sauce? <laughs> Think we'll use that in this. Where did that uh, come from then? Uh it came That sounds like a Mike T word. <laughs> it's not. It came from uh it came from something during the rain. Like it came from some maybe it's when I was at AIM. I, I forget where, where it came from, but it was a it was something that I heard. And uh I think yeah. you were like watching porn while you were at AIM and it just stuck in your Booty head. Booty sauce is a brand of anal lube. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh make it the <laughs> official word of the week right now. I'm gonna reach over here to this little uh CRF fifty that I've been restoring for Wiggins. Uh it's like right here in front of me. I'm gonna beep the horn that I installed on it real quick. <laughs> the word of the week is now official. Don't say it. But I'll it rhymes. Try not to. It rhymes with cutie boss, and I think you uh, know what it is. All right. So now that we've made that official, um, I, mean, I got to ask: uh, Are you guys ready for some events? And you guys have any events you guys want to throw down and talk about for sure? Uh, shout them out. But I got a couple here. I need to go to a, the creative writing uh, webpage because that's where I have them all locked up. You guys may think, "Oh, he goes to Cycle Fish for all this stuff." Hell no! I go straight to the source, baby. I go to the creative writing uh, blog. And I have them all written down. Um, I, the first one I have is uh, actually this weekend. No, it just happened. Uh, Babes in the Dirt just happened. If you went to that, uh, hopefully you guys had a lot of fun and didn't get rained on. It was in Utah, so you probably got rained on <laughs> if Colorado was getting rained. Um, this week, this week, what's today? The 16th? Yeah. Next week. So next Friday is going to be Flat Out Friday at the Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And on my notes, I have Milwaukee, MI. Where is that? Michigan? <laughs> that, that's awesome. My, I actually have a post-it for my work of what's what. <laughs> states have what initials? <laughs> MI is definitely... MS and MO. Yeah. MO is Missouri. MS is Mississippi. MI is definitely Michigan. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, if you're in Milwaukee, Michigan, have fun at Flat Out Friday. I will try to update our website. Um, And then February 24th and 25th is the Mama Tried Motorcycle Show happening in Milwaukee, WI, which is Wisconsin. So I have that part right. Uh, And then shortly, uh, about a month from that, about a month from next weekend, is going to be Babes in Borrego. In Borrego Springs. We won't get too far ahead of ourselves after that because I know, uh, Dawson, I think you have a cup. A couple of events, at least one I think that you're going to, right? Um, March 8th, or yeah, March 8th is the Raccoon um, Camp Out in mm-hmm. Warner Springs. Mm-hmm. And I think um, quite a few of us are going to that. You can get a ticket on his Eventbrite page for, I think it's $45. And that includes like the camping and 
dinner and breakfast. So, and he's going to have a real raccoon. So oh, I, yeah. I think I want to go just for the raccoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. I, enough, enough hiding in my backyard, trying to trap one at night. I just got to go there <laughs> and get one. But, but for sure. Yeah. I want to go. I'm like, I need to go. Yeah. And it's only one night. So, and it's $45 for, I mean, food and, I mean, you go to Supercross for four hours and it's quadruple that and you don't get any food and you don't get to pet a raccoon. So, I yeah. mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm thinking and this is like... throwing. Yeah, hell yeah. And- hell yeah. Why did Mike ask me if I could stand against the axe throwing? What the? <laughs> yeah, throwing him at me? Um, yeah, so that ought to be fun. I think it's nude axe throwing. Hell like yeah. You, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. And then... Uh, um, I'm all for that. I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then you're doing the Bisbee crawl, which is coming up pretty soon here. Yeah. That's, um, uh, March 16th. Right. Yeah. Sick. And, um, down in Bisbee. So that'll be fun. And there's free camp. They have free camping there too. If you get like the $15 wristband for the event, um, you get free camping Friday and Saturday night. I think it's called like lizard campground or something hmm. that's interesting oh yeah because it's in arizona yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and then mike is there anything happening in colorado there's going to be um snow flurries uh, this weekend and inclement weather <laughs> is there anything going on uh worth mentioning in colorado you could think motorcycle of? related no Dang. no there's always people out but There's, no, yeah, if nothing. you have a chance, though, do go check out Blucifer at the um, near the uh, the Denver airport, which is actually like what in Fort Collins. It's way outside Denver, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah, it's close to Denver. Yeah, there you go. Denver, it's by Aurora, but there you go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so nothing fun ever happens in Colorado motorcycle related unless you know you guys are doing it. So I guess it, if you're friends with Mike, and you know where he's going to be. Um, can, yeah, there's probably only going to be like two people out on the road tomorrow. <laughs> when it's like 32 degrees of snow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair enough. Fair play. Um, hey, let's hop into our our events here. Uh, I have some. I have five unnewsworthy headlines. Uh, I tried really hard to make them unnewsworthy this time because I feel like I have some newsworthy ones sometimes that we really should dive into. And I was like, why? that des- defeats the point of this um you know, segment. Uh, this first one, though, I mean, this one is kind of newsworthy. Um, headline number five: Daryl Bassani passes away. Um, so last week, which by the time you hear this, could be two weeks by now. I think it, on the seventh of February, um, uh, Daryl Bassani, who is the founder of uh, Bassani Exhaust, passed away. Um, and Mr. Bassani was actually inducted into the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame back in 2020. And if you're familiar with the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, it is like a, uh, it's not very well known unless you're, you know, like in the old school, but it is where like, it's the old school recognition of people that have really done some really cool stuff um, for motorcycle community. Of course, hot shoes are what, you know, flat trackers wear. Um, And he was inducted into there in 2020. Um, One of the very first guys to do performance exhaust for two strokes. Um, 
I think uh, when I was reading his bio on the on their page, which is very the page is very Windows ninety five. You guys got to go check it out. It screams two thousand. I think they even have like a bikini babes. I'm gonna uh, look because I see you have something that says like Bassani babes or something. Oh, d- oh, did I? Oh, yeah. So yeah, if you go to that link, it'll take you to. They used to have uh, they used to have Bassani um, uh, calendars. Is it safe for work? Um, uh, there's no nudity. Yeah, it's safe for work. But you know, it's back in the day when bikini clad women would pose on motorcycles. And I mean, I guess in some places they still do that. That might be making it come around again. But uh, yeah, I was, looking, I was looking at the uh, the hot shoe and I was looking at his obituary online. And I think even their website, when you look at it someplace, it says they started in 1969 working on two strokes. I'm assuming they did a lot of flat track stuff maybe back then or road race stuff because I mean, that's, I can not, you know, I really can't think of where else um, besides motocross, maybe even too, that, that the two-stroke performance exhaust would have been a thing. But I mean, starting all the way back when, you know, two-strokes were, you know, the run it like the majority of the bikes sold, um, expanded into cars, trucks, racing, all that. I mean, he, he really got crazy. Uh, whenever I see Bassani, I think of Harleys, you know, because a lot of people run Bassani exhausts or Indians even. Um, I think of like bagger and, cho- and not so much chopper but i think of like bagger and performance like uh you know performance harley stuff i never had a you know would have guessed that he did cars and that he started out with two strokes so i mean it's, it's crazy uh that um basically a, a legend in um in the motorcycle world and in the uh, performance exhaust world has passed away so many people uh running bassanis and i know they sponsored a lot of stuff recently even the even though they might not have sold their uh girls on bikes calendars for a couple decades now. Um, they were, <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at these pictures. They're like, they're all like Britney Spears basically, but it's because uh, of the time frame, or at least I'm looking at like 2006, 2007. <laughs> so they're like, if like, if like a tramp, Britney Spears. Here. Yeah. If like a tramp stamp and a, and a, a lipstick on the neck tattoo could come alive, that's this. Uh, yeah, they're holding a, some knives, like waving them around. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's so good. If they had nunchucks, it would say like 1988, <laughs> you know, but they ha- they don't. So you can tell it's 2000. Um, so yeah, yeah, just a s- sad passing on that. Um, headline number four, ironically, another passing. The uh, Suzuki Boulevard S40 passes away. Did you know? Did you guys know that the they quit making the Boulevard S40, which previously was the 650 Savage, um, in 2019? Uh, this thing passed away like uh, more over half a decade ago. Uh, the Recycle Garage, um, of all people, has consistently listed bikes that aren't around on their latest shows of you know their latest models. So I guess it proves that the times change faster than the human sense of like the present. Um, and the only reason I'm putting that on there is because I actually emailed them like two or three times. I actually texted Liza directly because, you know, I'd rather text her first. But then like, I was like, I can't take it anymore. This is like the third show in a row where they're like, hey, they should really update the, you know, the Nikon. And I'm like, bro, they haven't made Like, you know, the Star Looter, uh, they made that for like one year in 2018, you know. They, they they keep naming all these bikes um, in some of their games that they play that they haven't they don't make you know what I'm saying um, and a case in point they were talking about the Africa Twin and I was like the Africa Twin hasn't been for sale since 2022 and she sent me the link to um, 2022 yeah 2022 oh. <laughs> two years ago thank you you sir. just said it weird 
two Anno Domini 2022. Yeah, no. So the Africa Twin hasn't been for sale for a couple of years, and they haven't listed it for sale this year. So I don't know if it's actually going to make it uh, like mid-year release or something. But she's like, it's on the website, and I said, click that link you just sent me, and when you click it, it pops up 2022. Af- you know, so I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff that bugged me. So I thought I'd mention another bike that's dead. Uh, on the show that they were talking about, they should update it. You know, has it got to update? And I was like, guys, they, they quit making it like six years ago. Of course, it's not going to get a, a spoiler alert. They're not going to update the S40. Um, headline number three, that, that transitions perfectly into headline number three. <laughs> Did you know the NFL uh, film Taylor Swift Super Bowl beauty, viewing party? <laughs> what? So, so last year at this time, you know, Super Bowl season, uh, you know, Swifties knew that Taylor Swift was the only only Taylor Swift fans knew that she was the singular driving force of the the economy, the local economy to every city that she uh, has visited around the globe. When this chick rolls into town, people throw down bucks. Businesses get rich. You know, everybody gets richer. Stadiums sell a lot of tickets. But now the the NFL found that out, and I I don't know. Um, does her boyfriend do the sports? I guess he does like some some sport. But uh, all I know is that the NFL was there for her viewing party, and they filmed it, and everyone in America lost their shit. Nobody even no, no NFL players knew who Taylor Swift was this time last year. But it tickles me that this year that's all they could talk about. Um, headline number two. This perfect transition also into headline number two. Very motorcycle related. Spoiler alert: Jimmy Carter beat Gerald Ford <laughs> in a narrow victory. Uh, for the presidency. You're digging uh, deep. I'm digging real deep here. That one, uh, <laughs> you may not have heard about this, but yes, he uh, he beat he beat Gerald Ford, uh, who had fallen down so many stairs that uh, he couldn't run, uh, especially for president. And also, new breaking, breaking news. Nobody has ever heard this one before. Thin seats hurt your butt, especially when they're too narrow, a.k.a. every dirt bike seat ever invented. And a lot of reasons people don't like some of these new, new uh, stock seats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My butt's been hurting like for real. And, um, I I got that. We're talking about motorcycles here though, Kim. I know I'm, I'm making it related. Just stop stop for a minute. Okay. Okay. So I got that wild ass seat cushion, right. From the motorcycle men giveaway. Mm, 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 mm -hmm, And mm. it's like been sitting on my kitchen table (laughs) because apparently I need to inflate it somehow. I like, I twisted the gauge, but I need to actually read it, I guess for the, to get the air in it or whatever. So, uh, first you unzip its pants. Then you start blowing it up. (laughs) That's what I don't know. Do I blow, do I blow (laughs) air into it and then close the valve? I haven't read it yet. Yeah. We'll see. But I had, yeah, I've really actually been hurt hurting. So, um, so is it just a seat cushion that goes on your seat, like an air it's hawk? The, I can never say this word. The pil- pillion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One. So it's the it's. I was gonna say the customer, the um, passenger one, but it's still square enough that I think I can use it on the front, on top of mine. Just I'm thinking about using that for when we go to Bisbee as an extra cushion. Mike, FYI, if you are the pillion on Kim's bike, you are the passenger or the uh, customer (laughs) (laughs) and and the passenger. (laughs) Paying customer. That's right. That's right. Our $69 patrons will uh, will get that. Yes, that's on the Patreon. I I mail the I mail the pillion. Is that how you say it? Pillion. I sit on it for a while. I ride. I do a long ride and then I mail it to the the list, the Patreon. Yeah. Naked. Okay. 
Yeah. So you do the Santa, you ride up to Santa Cruz naked, do their naked ride, and then you on ride that, back? With on the, that? Yeah, with that. And gotcha. then I mail it. So I, yeah. All right. Well, for sixty nine ninety nine for sixty nine sixty nine, you can get Kim's billion. Um, yeah. So that's our headlines, and thin seats do hurt. Uh, maybe we should make a PSA for that. Uh, I could probably get that uh, get that done. Yeah. Um, you guys need to take a break, or you want to guys you guys want to keep on rolling through this? I'm good. I mean, Mike's barely even yeah. started. He's got he's only got like one word in so far. All right. <laughs> so cool. We're gonna run into our uh, main topic here which is the Pineapple Express of Love. And uh, we got Mike on the phone. Mike, you are actually a uh, new-ish pat- patron, too. Um, yeah, I've, I've been your patron for like a year, two years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You recently upped it to the... Yeah. You recently upped I was, it where I now owe I you a significant... $1 level, and then I upped it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, $1 at a time is what I say. Um and now that you've upped it, I do owe you a significant amount of things. They're in a box here right behind me. So I will be – I'm, I'm ashamed that I haven't shipped them yet. I thought I was going to run into you, so I didn't bother, like, making a package. So I was like, oh, shoot. Well, now i got to actually mail it to you. Um, I, it would have been epic to, like, run into you. Um, yeah. And by epic, I mean very wet and soggy and sad probably. So, <laughs> so but, yeah, I am Two glad. Three, uh, wet and soggy. Yeah, for sure. So I want to hear all about that. Um, before we jump into your trip, um, I do have to ask, you mentioned that you had a few bikes and that uh, uh-huh. you just got them squared away and that you are actually trying to make room. What bikes are you currently riding? Uh, so have, I guess not riding in the stable because maybe you're not even riding. Yeah, well, so my problem is that I have yet to get rid of a bike. And so I still have the my original bike and I finally replaced it this last year and I still haven't actually gotten rid of it, even though I replaced it. So, so like that's your a, very that's first a, bike. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's that one, it's a 1980 Kawasaki KZ 550. Nice. Um, and it's, it's the bike I had for years and years. And then, uh, then when I moved out to Colorado from Pennsylvania, uh, back in 2016, I started acquiring more bikes. None of them are brand new and nice. They were all kind of banged up and I just slowly fixed them up. Um, my first one was a, uh, an O3 firebolt. So Buell XB nine R firebolt, yes. uh, which, and that's the one that I'm, that it's all disassembled now. And I'm spraying it, uh, up at, up at Peter's garage, uh, r- right now. So we were up at the spray booth last weekend messing with that. And so that's, yeah. that's quite a voyage. And then I have a Ulysses as well, 2006. Nice. Uh, and that's, Damn. that's the one that I get out on the most often. Uh, I also picked up a scooter. Um, it's a Stella, uh, also 2006. Dang. So the the Vespas as made in India. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can still get Stellas. I know Genuine Scooter Company is still. Yeah, Genuine for sure. The uh, Does Genuine, I forget exactly what they make, but I don't know if it's a Stella. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they're making the Stella anymore. But anyway, Genuine, it's an 06. Is, is Genuine who makes the Buddy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you can still get buddies. Uh, one of my coworkers has uh, has one. I'm trying to finagle off of him. I was thinking about trying to do the 24 hours of buddy that Nokomoto was talking, or not Nokomoto, uh, Cleveland Moto was talking about. And then that thing kind oh, of like the buddy out. one two five. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's well, not they- genuine, is it? Uh, oh no, it is. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. a genuine buddy. Yeah, sure is. And um, they were talking about doing a 24 hours of buddy where you had to show up on a buddy scooter of any displacement. 
and ride it for 20, you know, like a 20, like an endurance race. And I was down, I had a, I pretty much had a team ready to go. Uh, and then it started to fizzle and fizzle. And then it got to the point where I think they just decided that maybe just do a scooter ride. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I I don't know what the status of that is now. My dream fizzled out with that, but, uh, I was stoked. I was like, I'm going to get my first scooter. Um, yeah, the uh, and the KZ five fifty. Oh, mm-hmm. Funny you should mention that. I have one of those yeah. rotting away in the, mm-hmm. the adjacent property outside of here. And every time it rains here in SoCal, including this last time you were here, it gets a little soggier and a little, <laughs> little bit more like a bike you might see in Mad Max. But Peter had. Peter had challenged me to a Bosasoku build off. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. the only thing I got that I could really boast you up is a KZ 550. Little mm-hmm. did I know he was offering your KZ 550. He uh, sure was. And that, <laughs> that was quite a while ago. That was the month. Cause that was in December that that challenge sprang up. And yeah. that was the month before COVID hit. That's exactly so, right. Yeah, yeah. December, 2019 was, yeah. When he announced our Boso build off and, and COVID hit yeah. and everything, all the shit hit all the fans. And yeah, we had a, yeah. And it never happened. And I was going, I was, I was down for it. Cause I don't back out on stuff yeah. and I was down for it up until finally this year. I was like, okay, I am replacing <laughs> this bike. So I bought a Royal Enfield hey, and I'll buy that bike I, off you. And then I'll Bosu it out and I'll tell Peter, Hey, let's uh, <laughs> look what I got. Okay. Let's do your challenge, and then I'll watch him panic as he realizes you sold yours. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in love with that bike because I've had it so long, but the carbs are kind of a pain in the ass on that thing. Yeah, definitely they are. Yeah, the do you have the shaft one or the chain one? Chain. So you got the um, wait, what years? Your eighty, you said eighty. Yeah, it's the LTD. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought it was the same as yours. Mine is the LTD, but it's the shaft drive. Oh, uh, wow. It's an okay. 83, and I think they switched to shaft drive in 82, actually. Uh, and then if you wanted the um, chain drive, you had to get the KZ550 Spectre, not the LTD. Mm-hmm. So the LTD also, mine has six speeds. Was yours a six-speed? Uh, yeah, six feet. Okay, so so they did everything the same. They just for some reason they put this hideous like middle drive gear on it and turned it to shaft drive, which I heard is not. Uh, I heard that I, I've heard of people trying to race them, and you know when you have a shaft drive bike, you kind of get shaft jacking and uh, yeah, yeah, certain things occurring that you don't have in chain bikes. So I've heard that they weren't great. The, the the those frames definitely aren't made for racing. So it was kind of funny that they they took this bike. They they went to um. That's where they they found it at the uh, uh, AMA Vintage Days, and they were like, "Oh man, we found this bike for like three hundred bucks, and we are entered to race like in the bomber class or something, where you can right. pretty much race anything." Wait, this is your bike you're talking about? No, 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 no. This is this is a uh, what inspired you know my bike. It inspired me that it's not such a piece of shit, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, although the article that they wrote. They're like, yeah, this bike's a total piece of shit. We don't know why we did this. <laughs> but, uh, well, I was mis- always proud of that bike. And uh, um, I, w- I would always brag because the KZ-1000 was a police interceptor oh, yeah, for, heck yeah. for a long time. So heck I was yeah. just like, it's just smaller displacement, same bike. And that was in the early days where like moving from 70s to 80s bikes, suddenly like they were more reliable, you know, there and and all this power came out of nowhere just a couple of years before 1980. Yeah. Yeah, and yours being an eighty, it probably didn't have a peanut tank. Did it have like the squared kind of tank on it? 
Nope, nope, nice round tank. Okay, so it, it was a peanut, like the, you know, peanut tanks then. Yeah, mine's, no. Mine's definitely a cruiser. Buckhorn bars, peanut tank, like it It was no, it wasn't like the Spectre at all. It was definitely, definitely a cruiser. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, I, uh, that bike, that was fun. That, that was, that was a great challenge. As soon as, let me know as soon as you sell it. Cause then I'll, I'll uh, start building, <laughs> start building your, yeah, I hate to lose. <laughs> the only reason, cause as recently as just a few months ago, like August, um, mm-hmm. I was actually like writing out a new design for how to do the Bosazoku. But yeah. finally I was like, <laughs> no, I have this Firebolt to fix up and this KZ and yeah. I do not have room in my garage for either of those two projects. Right. So uh, something's got to go. Honestly, the Firebolts I think are so cool looking because the, um, the Lightnings did not, if I remember correctly, didn't have dual headlights, but the Firebolts do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I always love that twin, the firebolt, you know, look, they look, they did look like an eagle or something, you know, like some sort mm-hmm. of crazy bird of prey staring at you where the, the lightnings, I think had a big singular headlight. So yeah, that, yeah. I, I, stoked I love the firebolt. The Yuli's a lot more comfortable, I must say. Yeah. It's also huge. It's yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, the only other person I know that had one was, um, the guys from the wheel nerds, uh, Chuck had a Yuli and he got it down in a valley on those mm-hmm. stock tires and he couldn't get it out. He spent the night down there or the bike spent the night down there and um, he couldn't uh, couldn't get it back out, ended up burning the clutch up, trying to get up out of this like ravine oh, on those stock, yeah. stock uh, you know, ADV tires, just like every tires on every ADV biker quote. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's a really heavy, I mean, it's, a, it's an 1100cc like <laughs> adventure bike and the yeah. first time I ever t- rode it, I bought it like a week before we went to Coda. Um, so we drove from Denver to Austin, uh, me, Pete, and Swiggy. And Swiggy was with me at two gas stations, and I dropped it twice that trip. <laughs> just, just like standing in the parking lot. I was, yeah, heck yeah. yeah it's they, so those, top heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and Buell, uh, when he made the um, XB12CG, it was literally meant center of gravity and he tried to bring all that down because those things were pretty mm-hmm. top heavy um kim do you know much about buells i'm well you know they're hardly sportster <laughs> motors but um no not a ton i mean i i was referencing some of the stuff you guys were talking about but no yeah. um not much yeah never never interested have you seen well the no Buell? but i mean whenever i when i went to first start riding my husband was like get a buell get a buell like a, you know a used um yeah. but um, cheap. That's what's great about them. As the yeah, they're, I hear they're they have like, never been. They've always been undervalued. Yeah, I've never heard like bad things about Buell, or I'm not like anti Buell, but yeah, yeah. You know, even the XB12 when they are not the XB12, the um, Sportster XR1200 that they made, um, that kind of had like Buell-y stuff. You know what I mean? Like that was like a Sportster that wasn't really like a Sportster, and I I really liked it, and I felt like you know Buell. Buell's the reason Harley made this bike. You know what I'm saying? I think they came out right after Buell went out of business too. But they used like certain components that you could see the part number wasn't an HD part number. It was like, you know, had a J in front of it. They said, ah, these are Buell parts. They're using on this thing. The airbox, everything on that bike was very Buell-esque suspiciously because they had just, I think when they came out, it was like 2010 or 2009. And that's right when Buell was getting axed, right? Maybe it was even 2008. So they already in their plans had Buell going out and it's funny that the XRs came in right after that. But yeah, no, uh, and, and I think that 
I just saw one on New Year's Day. It was the um, the S1 or the S2, which is the pre fuel and frame buels because both of yours, mm-hmm. the the Firebolt and the Yuli, is going to both have the fuel and yeah, frame design. Yeah, they're fuelers, both of them. Yeah, and the 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 previous like the S1. Um, I don't even remember if they called those lightnings or not, but um, they had like uh, they had like trellis frames. Not they didn't look mm-hmm. as pretty as like a Ducati or anything like that, but they still had like this trellis frame design with this big Herc and Harley motor sticking out. Yeah, yeah. looking at those. Yeah, the, the two frame ones are really cool in their yeah. own way. If yeah. if you if you just you you have to be a time traveler a bit and say, okay, the 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 frame the tank frame did not exist when this yeah. bike was built yeah. and it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and they're definitely interesting looking. I'm not going to say they, they're like, they're kind of like the BMW Scarver where they don't really, uh, to me, they definitely show their age. But at the same time, when I saw this one, I was like, damn, that thing is clean. It was super clean and it had bags on it. And I was like, this is a sport touring Harley, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this competes with like the uh, VFR 1000 or something like that. That was like a, um, kind of a sport tour and uh yeah they they were really they were really cool um yeah it was called the lightning the s1 lightning so it now was, okay. i think this was the bike i don't know the, the the old tube frames all that well um but wasn't this the bike that actually had its own suspension on the engine uh like there's that, there, there's like this suspension slung under where they have the radiator now or, or where, where they have the um uh, uh the muffler now uh, yeah, it was like yeah, this, the, uh, so so the engine itself would actually shake. The yeah, the swing arm when it compressed, it I think it actually like pulled the shock or something like that, or maybe it was cantilevered. But yeah, I think the I think the shocks on the S one were underneath the underneath it, and yeah, maybe it mounted maybe to the motor somewhere. I forget exactly, or somewhere something under there. Oh yeah, I do see it. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, is the shock on the bottom? It's like yep. where, uh, where yeah, the foot pegs would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like yeah, under the is. foot pegs. Yeah. You know what? Interestingly, the old soft tails, when they had the, before they had the mono shock, like uh, swing arm now, where it was, they were still hidden. They're still hidden, the soft tails are. But in the old days, the soft tail also had the the fork, the shocks underneath the the. Uh, when the swing arm went up, it actually, they were the kind of shocks that pull rather than, you know, most people think of a shock, you compress it and it compresses the springs and stuff. But there's also the kind that where all of that is an internal. And when the swing arm goes up, it actually pulls the shocks and the, the body gets longer because inside the spring is getting compressed. That's like the old, I don't know if that's how the Buell one worked. I just remember that it was underneath the, it was underneath the, um, the body it could have been cantilevered but the old soft tails had the pull type where you know they would actually pull the shocks rather than squish them in and it could have had that type too i, I don't really remember but yeah that that whole thing that whole setup on the it was futuristic yet um yeah yeah they, they definitely age themselves when you see them but but it still it looked really cool and i really thought it's a cool it's a sport tour that hardly never made until they just recently came out with basically the Pan America, if you, if you, um, don't mind that it looks like a huge whale shark in the front <laughs> and you, and you drive it only on the street, it could technically be a sport tour. It's got the horsepower and the engine for it. Well, Buell's um, still making the Ulysses. That's true. I don't, they're not calling it the Ulysses, are they? Are they calling it something uh, else? I think that, I think they do have the Ulysses. Oh, okay. God, now I have to look it up. Yeah, because um, I know definitely they have, they have the out. hammerhead now. That's the, yeah. that's new. They might have replaced it with a hammerhead. Yeah, 
I know they were coming out with another like, you know, ADV ish looking bike. Cause I remember it kind of, it had dual headlights. If I remember correctly, I, I thought, Hey, look, this is like the Yuli. The Yuli had dual headlights. And I think like the, it reminds me of something like a Ducati desert X where, cause I think it has round headlights. One of the only ADV bikes with round headlights these days. Um, I think that's what their new one looked like. Very reminiscent of the old Buell. If it's not, if it's not called the Ulysses, yeah. it could definitely pass they, for it. They just call it the Buell Super Touring. There you go. That's that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, but yeah, they still, um, yeah, Buell still. I I'm glad that the people that bought Buell from him uh, have kept it in business. You know what I'm saying? It's nice that 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 pretty iconic American brand. There's not very many American motorcycle companies anymore. We got Harley. We got Indian. We got Buell and then we got zero. And I mean, there's, there's a couple electric ones. If you, uh, if you look at that, you know, live wire and zero and all that stuff, but there's some boutique brands. They're just really expensive. Um, what, what did Confederate become? Oh yeah. Uh, they became, it's uh, Curtis, I think Curtis. Yeah. I totally forgot about those. And aren't they electric now or no, maybe they are, Mm -hmm. even if they are, they're very boutique. And I forgot, totally forgot about Janice. I, I fucking interviewed J- Richard on the show and I totally forgot about Janice. Uh, those things are fun too. Those things are, the motor's not made in America, but um, uh, everything else is. Like, yeah, those, so yeah, you're right. There are, there are some American brands out there still. Boss Haas, you know. Oh shit, I forgot who I saw at AIM, but there was a, a 62 foot long uh, trike that has like 142 inline four turbocharged <laughs> engine. <laughs> it was oh. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a trike and it's like, it's long, it's longer than my car. I mean, this thing was like a, a, a Cadillac Eldorado with the uh, three wheels. So it was, it was insane. Um, I want to yeah, hear so, more about aim because that's uh that's the reason why we didn't meet up. Yes. Yes. You'll have to wait till the next episode comes out. Okay. I do have another, I have another interview scheduled and I, and I hope that it, uh, it was from aim. So I was trying to, postpone that until I get that uh, interview because I you know got one there too and then there's some stuff I want to talk about but yeah I uh, lots man what I mean just a little preview though aim is huge aim was uh, always crazy and there's always so much to see but in my opinion so very little to talk about so we'll we'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see what comes on the pipe on the on the aim episode um Speaking of why I missed you, uh, you were, uh, we crossed each other in the desert somewhere. I'm sure of it. I didn't make it as far east as you were. I, I went to the 15 and then went straight up to Vegas from the, from the interstate 15. Uh, how, how do you guys like, everybody from outside California likes to call it like the I interstate the, 15 or yeah. I 15 rather than the 15. Um, but yeah, so I didn't even make it as far east as you were. You were, you were, you were out there, man. You were in the, um, yeah. Mojave Desert, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I flew into Palm Springs um, just for no good reason, just because I wanted to. Uh, (laughs) And and I rented a uh, uh, there's this great place called uh, Desert Moto Rentals. And I picked up a a Royal Enfield Himalayan there. Um, I think it was a 21. I I forgot to check, but it was it was recent. It didn't have all that many miles on it for a rental. Um, And I rode around. uh, uh, Well, the when I flew in. That was when the Pineapple Express was hitting. So there was there was the eleven county disaster um, yeah. as my plane was landing, uh, and so I got rained out of the first day. So I only really had two days to to run around and explore. Do you have an uh, iPhone but, by chance? Say again, what? Do you, do you have an iPhone by chance? Oh sure. 
So did you get the 18,000 flooding alerts in your area? Yeah. You know, like the emergency alert. It's like going alarming. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was I was chilling out in a hotel room just watching my phone blow up. And it was it was pretty entertaining. But um, yeah. and it's ironic because it's probably the worst weather. Like, I, I mean, I didn't I didn't get into any flooding myself because the rivers had all gone down by the time I actually got the bike the next day. Um, but uh um, it was cold. <laughs> it so was wait, probably what made, the what it was probably the worst weather California has in a year. Yeah, and and I chose that day to go. You got it. Well, and and to be fair, you planned this a while back. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, I did. You didn't plan to come out. You you weren't like, hey, look at what's hitting California. I'm going to go there. You planned this a while back, and then Mother Nature mm-hmm. just had her way with your trip. So yeah, exactly. Apologies. I mean, it was st- it's still February, so you know, it was it was going to be chilly, but you know, I get out and ride, and it, there's still rideable days in Denver in February. So yeah. Yeah, well, you, usually it's like 60 or 70 here in February. And that, there's been like last year or the year before, I forget, it was like 90 in February. So to be fair, this is like one of the coldest Februarys we've had last February and this February. Pretty damn cold. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and wet. And so the humidity was higher than Denver and it was in the 50s. I think the highest temp I saw was 66. Yeah, that sounds about right, if I remember yeah. correctly. And, um, yeah, when it rains, so so that people people often don't think of this when it's this time of year is desert season, starting like a, like officially like Halloween slash like no like Thanksgiving official desert season because like you know nine months out of the year it's, it's too you would just evaporate you go out into the desert uh, and people die every year trying to go see stuff you know Death Valley let's go see Death Valley when it's like a hundred and thirty out there hey how about we don't you know they a lot yeah. of people don't realize how hot it gets but on the flip side of that in the winter time it there's nothing out there to really hold clouds over your head to mm-hmm. keep the wind from so people don't people underestimate how cold it gets out there um what where exactly were you were you in palm desert i'm guessing when you were yeah when you're out yeah there? so i i did the i got the rental in palm desert and then i rode down around the salton sea area because i'm i'm obsessed with really weird stuff like everything <laughs> yeah. on my this was a bucket list item for me gotcha. and that goes to show how weird my bucket is yeah like it's it's all strange places but i i went down to bombay beach on the salton sea uh, and I just kind of messed around, like, uh, went off all those, there's, there's a bunch of cool farms out in that area. Like there's a bunch of, uh, um, date palm date yeah. plantations. Yeah. And Did you go to Salvation Mountain and Slab City? I, I didn't make it as far as Slab City because of, uh, uh, because my oh. schedule was cut short. Oh, uh, it's like yeah. right behind but- Salvation Mountain. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's just a little further down the road from Bombay Beach. Um, yeah. But I also went I went up to Joshua Tree and I went camping. Yeah. So so it was I took um, uh, Box Canyon Road up okay. to Joshua Tree and it is three thousand feet elevation was my campsite, and then the Salton Sea itself is is like two hundred and fifty feet below sea yeah. level. Yeah. So so it was like yeah. Back and forth. And and I had to plan. I I didn't expect, but when it's February, it's three in the afternoon and you have to say to yourself, oh my God, I've got to go to set up my camp like right now, or I'll be setting it up in the dark and it's going to (laughs) be ass cold. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what ate into my time more than anything else. 
Yeah, when it gets cold, when it gets dark and cold, and you're trying to set up a tent, uh, especially Joshua Tree, because a lot of the spots, quite a few, I should say, not not a lot, but quite a few are tent only. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, you'll go up there, and you're definitely set, setting up in the in the dark, and and it, yeah, the colder it gets, the harder that gets. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. less comfortable that gets, especially if you're trying to eat also. But um, yeah, Slab City, the most dangerous city in uh, the U.S., probably more, more There's like a lady Detroit. that's recently missing out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My it's friends, pretty cool out there, though. My, well, yeah. Oh, I, it was great to go in yeah. there. It was fun. But. It's trippy. Um, but, and, but yeah, p- uh, when you look at a map and you th- I, when I think of the Salton Sea, I think of Bombay Beach. I think mm-hmm. of Salve. I think of all that stuff being in the same spot. But then when once you actually look at it, you realize that. And I've driven around it, dude. It takes a while. It takes at least a couple hours to drive around it. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple hour trip. Yeah, it's a drive solid across. day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so I went down to that um, uh, to the actual park that's down there, uh, and I spent a couple of hours there. And that's the first because I it ended up only being like two days. So the first day I was there, I realized that oh my god, I'm running out of daylight, and I barely even made it to this place uh, because I had to pick up the bike at like ten in the morning. Uh, So I made it to Bombay Beach and up to camp, uh, and then I had to. Uh, I had to weigh how much I wanted to see Joshua Tree versus going back down to Salton, and yeah. so that was that's what ate into it, and so I didn't make it any further. And in the down. park, the speed limit is like freaking forty five miles an hour, or some like crazy BS. Like yeah, I once yeah. led a group ride through there, and I it was like my first time, and um, like yeah, we came in from the Twenty Nine Palms side and went south through the park, and when I realized the speed limit, I was like, oh my, and we started early in the morning cause it was going to get hot. Like I wanted mm. to be, be home like before noon or something. And then I realized how slow we were going to have to go through the park. And I was like, we're yeah, going to be, long time we're to be dead that. by the time, like going this slow by the time from heat ex- exhaustion, you know, I was, I was like Jones. I was like babying that throttle. So bad the whole way through the park yeah luckily i was on a 450 the whole time so it wasn't it it wasn't all this power i wasn't able to utilize or anything but (laughs) it was actually perfect for for the trip because yeah it was kind of too cold to to, like it it himalayans truck along perfectly fine at 65 but you don't really want to go any faster than that it was a little too cold to really want to go any faster than that yeah yeah I've definitely been riding and gone super fast to be like, hey, I just want to get this done with. But then at some point, you're like, I am like the return on investment of this like speed is mm-hmm. I'm going to slow down to like 60 because I'd rather get there and not be hypothermic than, uh-huh. <laughs> than get there faster at this point because you know uh, I'll yeah. crash if I. I wonder what the fuel efficiency is on a on a 450 <laughs> when you're when you're up yeah you know what I don't know and you were on the 451 which is like the new mm-hmm. ones right or um, maybe it's the four yeah I think the 451s are it, like it's the not the brand new one but it was uh yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was the 2021 yeah 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 those those might be 451s I I feel bad now because I usually am up on all the stats for that stuff but I've yeah been- I really. I've been curious on on trying to ride one of those because I've been watching, you know, all these like Nepal trip ones and like mm-hmm. they're riding that kind of stuff. And I was like, maybe I should uh, go go rent something like that. Yeah, and try it out. 
because uh, I just bought a a Royal Enfield Interceptor. This uh, that was my replace my Kawasaki bike. Um, yeah. So now it's to, like just get this thing out of my garage. But uh, um, wait, I don't but, I don't have that on my list of bikes that you have. I stopped. Yeah, at that's, Stella. that's that's my new one because that's um, uh, that. So that's bike number five, and that's the one that kind of that 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 broke the camel's back. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So how many do you actually garage. have? Um, four of five are functional right now. Okay. Um, but my, my original Kawasaki, I'm just sick of, it needs yeah, to go. Yeah. Uh, and the firebolt is, is in pieces and it's being totally refurbished. Right. So that's getting a full resto mod. I saw the paint job on that too. It looks pretty, looks pretty good. Uh, yeah. it looks pretty nice. So I have questions for the interceptor because it's mm. one of the few bikes that has come out in the last few years. Uh, and the last time that the, um, it must have been 2019. I forget when the Interceptor came out. Maybe it was 2018. But I think uh, it was a very beautiful, well-done redesign. It kind of looked like a Triumph to me. And I came to find out that one of the lead designers at Triumph actually went over to Royal Enfield and um, works for them. And so thus why the Parallel Twin, maybe. I'm, I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Also, uh, the design of the cases and stuff—a little reminiscent of British, you know, history—and that's fine because mm-hmm. Royal Enfield was a British bike. But yeah, and around stoked. 2018, I think I think you're right. 2018 or 2019 was the first year of it, um, and that was when, like, they—I think—I think that's when they opened their factory in Chennai, or they retooled their factory because Royal Enfield for a while had been getting this bad reputation that a lot of people don't know about. Um, kind of because they made a lot of bikes for their domestic market, um, but their old factory was kind of suffering and they were putting out some pretty inferior products for a while. And that 2018-2019 is when they completely updated and redid all that stuff. So the, the my, I, my bike's a 2022 and it is it is golden. It is, yeah. it is fantastic. Um, they used to sell... The very first bike I ever crashed on the street. I've crashed every bike I've owned on the street. It's, it's really fun. You should try it. But the very first bike I ever crashed on the street was my buddy's Royal Enfield Bullet 500. And that was a pre... I mean, that was 2000. It was a... I don't even... It, I crashed it in 2000 something. 2002, 2000... Yeah, probably 2002 or three. And the bike, what I think, was like a 98 or a 99. And it was still, at that time carbureted because it didn't mm-hmm. go to fuel injection until like 2012 or something but it was still carbureted everything was still sank it was still the original tooling from the 48 or 58 factory whenever uh, 1948-ish his bike actually had a crossover kit on it where the brakes and the shifter in, on the domestic market were still on the wrong side because you know in 1976 or whatever that international law where mm-hmm. hey we're going to put all the brakes on the right side and all the shift stuff on the left side, Royal Enfield was like, dude, like we'll just make it, um, we'll make a kit that does that because <laughs> we're not going to, we can't change the tooling, you know? So his, yeah. his, his 2000 or 1998 bike had a mechanical kit that crossed over underneath the bl- block. So when you push the shifter, it, you know, all the linkages actuated the, the shifter, which is on the right-hand side. So that means the clutch and everything was swapped. I mean, this is, these were cramp, crummy, but they still, on that platform, and I think after, actually when they retooled and went, and that was when they were um, 
not unit construction either. So in 2012, they went unit construction, right? And they mm. uh, they started making modern-ish motorcycles, went to fuel injection, all that fun jazz. I think it was 2012. Maybe it could have been 29 to 2012, that, that, that block of time, that three-year chunk. Um, I know they went to you know, fuel injection, unit construction, totally redesigned all the frames, obviously redesigned the tooling. And even at that point, they were still garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean, even, even modernizing, finally, they caught up to like the, the seventies, you know, and, and, and really the, um, the, they had a continental kit for it then, which is like pretty much what the interceptor is now. And people loved it because it had this cafe racer feel. It felt really mm-hmm. British because it vibrated the shit out of your, you know, your hands and everything. But it was still missing that um, there's something. And and the thing was, people's hands are going numb, their feet are going. It was just really vibrating. It was a single. So the twin, when it came out, really mm-hmm. had me impressed, and it really had me thinking, rethinking Royal Enfield because I I loved them. I love those bikes. I got to tell you, I'm a sucker for tort riding murder machines. That you, yeah. know, you, you feel like you went like at 65, you feel like you're doing 85 or 100, mm-hmm. and you should really slow down because they feel so unstable at 65. It, it feels like when you're do, doing 120 on other bikes, right? Um, yeah. So all of that said, they're fun to ride because they. You're going slow, but you feel like you're, you know, on the edge of death. But these new ones, I'm interested about. Um, yeah, I mean, it performs great. It's a 650. Um, yeah. the, the guy who owned it before me, I, I got a really good deal on it from a consignment shop because the guy who got it before me got it as like a stylistic thing um, because they're they're pretty well priced. They're like I want to say like sixty five hundred dollars new. That uh, sounds about right. Yeah, and they're pr- they're pretty good new a- out of the box, but there's a few things like the seats are kind of notoriously not very comfortable. Uh, that's why I was paying attention to your to what you said about your blow up yeah. seat earlier. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but but he had replaced it. Call back to our news headline. Yeah, yeah. Th- thin seats hurt the butt. <laughs> yeah, um, but he had he had, he had put an aftermarket seat on it. He had put aftermarket exhaust on it. He had he had dropped the bars cafe style. Um, uh, he put those uh, those cafe side mirrors on it uh and um and i still got it for like 4500 nice holy crap yeah just Uh, because he he realized he wasn't into motorcycles when after he bought it yeah he took his uh, msf course and and was like oh bikes are not for me yeah dude so he bought this whole thing for like a showpiece and then like didn't end up liking it well he tried to his so i got it had 600 miles on it and it was oh just a couple God. of his buddies had, had put that on there. He had ridden it around learning. But wow. yeah, that, at least that, that's what they told me at the dealership. But yeah. yeah. His loss, your gain. Good. Yeah, no good for kidding. me. But Also, uh, anybody out there looking for a position at a dealership, fabrication, uh, you know, background fabricator. <laughs> and I don't mean like... <laughs> Motor fabricator. I mean, back backstory. This is a great. Uh, yeah, I see. A, I see a future for myself. <laughs> um, I'm good at making up any, you know, anything. But you are. I'm, that's amazing. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. And but, so uh, I have to look at the interceptor. Like uh, I've. Yeah. I'm. I'm always like looking at pictures of it because mine has the dropped cafe bars and saying, okay, this is what a stock interceptor looks like, and it's, right. you know, it's slightly more comfortable than what I have. But oh, I love mine. I, I, I got to say, when they came out, I was very impressed. Um, the Obviously, the I, I, I don't know what the... I, I really don't know the specs on the new interceptors. So I don't know the crank, what the crank or the firing order or the, you know, the firing interval is. Mm-hmm. But I got to assume, since the dude that uh, 
built them is from Triumph that it's a 270. I mean, I just got to, I, I have to think that it's a lot smoother than the, the singles were. The singles felt like, you know, like you're riding a pogo stick. They were just so thump. Yeah. They literally mm-hmm. the thumpiest of thumpers. Is this thing pretty smooth? Or yeah. Mine's not thumpy at all. It purrs. And yeah. everyone talks about how beautiful the exhausts are. Again, I have this aftermarket exhaust, but yeah, yeah. they all, they all sound nice to me. There's no wobble. It's, it's a great bike. Yeah, nice. these look pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah, the interceptors are beautiful. They, when they came out with the 650, I thought, you know, Royal Enfield is doing something they haven't done since maybe the 70s. They might have had, um, they might have uh, 70s or 80s. I know they had a Royal Enfield Fury, which they flat tracked briefly. Uh, and I, I don't know if it was bespoke for flat tracking, but I do know that they did have like a 650, you know, a hundred years ago, and it was like they tried once because otherwise it's all about they, they they've stayed loyal to that Indian market budget minded, you know, that's what, that was so, what was so appealing to me as uh, when I first started writing, um, I could afford a Royal Enfield bullet 500. Mm-hmm. That looks like an old cool classic. Uh, you know, when, when I got into riding, a lot of people got into the sport bikes uh, scene about 10 years before I started riding. Cause that's like when all the, you know, ninjas and the, the, you know, CBRs and Fireblades and all that stuff was really cool. I got into riding a little later when the when my buddies were into like cafe racers and swing dancing and shit. And so when I started riding motorcycles, I got out of car racing and got into motorcycles. Um, I was into cafe racers. And what's more cafe racery than a Royal Enfield? You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, that, that bike looks the same as it did. It looked even older than a Sportster did at that time, you know? So, um, and Sportsters yeah, and famously were vintage looking, you know? Yeah. I mean, I got into it kind of the same way. Like I've, uh, I mean, my starter, like, uh, Peter bought a, uh, a Honda Superhawk. Um, and then like the next week I bought my Kawasaki, uh, and I, I took it around all these curvy back roads and totally thought of it as like a cafe ride. Kind of, it's not really built like one, you know, yeah. it's the perfect bike to Bosozoku is what it is. Um, <laughs> but, but then I was, I was 30 already when I bought my Firebolt. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's the only sport bike I really ever plan on owning. <laughs> yes. Re- very responsible buy, by the way. <laughs> I, I think that that's a good, I don't, I don't even remember if they made a hundred horses, but that's for me, that's, also, yeah, know, ninety is uh, what they advertise. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a pretty responsible. Uh, not like Kim with her like three hundred and forty horsepower asphalt scorching, uh, you know, uh, drag bagger. I was no, to think of- I when I first started riding cafe. Well, I'm, cafes have been probably in style for a while now, but so I don't know, seven, six or seven years ago. Like, I mean, I got um. Mine was a CB450, like a 73, and but I liked the cafe look, but I didn't want to learn to ride on a cafe bike. <laughs> and mine was stock. Um, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't chopped up or anything. But yeah, um, that instantly no, I, makes you more attractive that you had a cafe bike. Like you, you gained. Well, like it was stock points. though, so it wasn't really like to me. That's not cafe even though everyone was making them that but yeah yeah um well nowadays you can't find a cb depending if it was a cb 404 it was a 450 oh yeah yeah so it was a 450 was it a twin or a four cylinder (sighs) i don't know why do you ask me this stuff well because there's a cb 
400 twin and then the CB400 four and, and one's significantly um, more sought after. But if yours is a 450. I don't remember. Yeah. It was probably a two and a half cylinder. <laughs> it, but that's how it ran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, like I needed like carb work and like you know one float was like drowning and all that stuff. But yeah, it so it wasn't like the best learner bike, especially since I would like want to or I'd go out. I want something I could trust going out by myself, and that was not the bike for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you're gonna go out on a bike that's gonna leave you stranded every time, not a good idea. So I wish I would have kept it though for sure. Um. Mike, your Firebolt, that is, uh, my, my low of the week is that Kim didn't, uh, I'm going to edit this into the front, that Kim didn't keep her, uh, her CB. Cause I really would have liked to see you on a CB, Kim. I, I think you, you've got the makings of, a. um, maybe I'll have know, to get one again. A cafe mama. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've never seen an old CB that wasn't like, like I've seen a lot of pictures of them that look very pretty and they've been refurbished. But every CB that I've ever seen in person is like your most banged up, like like road not not roadworthy, like <laughs> rear brake works like at fifty percent of what it should. Yeah. Front brakes are totally out. You know yeah, the dude's the, the dude's spraying starter fluid into it to get it started yeah. each time. Yeah. It doesn't have a functioning key. You know that's that's every CB I've ever ridden. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every, it probably uh, had the original tires for all I know on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and every Honda at this point, I'm 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 going with like any Honda under 1995. Good luck having a key for that. People just like, I saw an ad today on OfferUp for a dude that was selling a, a pretty nice um, DR650, and he's like, oh, I don't have the title. It blew out of my backpack on my way to the DMV, bro. <laughs> buck, zip up your backpack, dudes. And I was like. Nice cop out uh, to sell to get your title. If you're the registered owner, all you got to do is like fill a form out online, and ain't nobody gonna buy that bike without a. He's like, I oh, you should just keep it as a track bike or a. So, yeah, get, keep your titles and keep your keys because uh, titles one thing, but keys, good luck. I, I there's I, I've run across so many so many CBs and. Well, this uh, one had kick start or electric. So oh, there you go. But you still got to turn the I key. I was gonna on say, the, do you need the key still? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You still need the key for the for the. Well, that's unless dumb. You, unless you hotwire it, Kim. Okay. So you could always hotwire it. So your your Firebolt, those were fuel injected, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how mm-hmm. how is that? Um, all the electrics and stuff when that on the restore just out of just out yeah. Of well, I haven't all that going. I haven't gotten to the uh, to the electric stage of the restore yet because. First, it sat for a couple of years, and because I was distracted by stuff. Um, but now it's all. Um, I had tried to um, uh, to soda blast it while it was still re- while it was still assembled. There's a lot of learning on this bike, um, and so when I finally took it apart, there it was like all the wire bundles had all this salt <laughs> into them, and and so yeah, yeah I've, I, there's a lot yeah. I have to do to it. As long as you don't try to shop peanut while it's together, you're good. You're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, soda blasting definitely. Uh, and Kim, that's not where you shake up a four liter of you know Doctor Fizz and squirt it at it. Um, yeah, you. They call you Doctor Mike on mm-hmm. the Noco podcast. You are you are a certified doctor, correct? Yeah. So I mean, 
So yeah, you- I'm, I'm an internist, so I went to medical school and I'm a doctor. Um, I don't I don't go advertising that. I mean, I don't no, no, hide no, it. But I'm but just saying, you, you, always, may have, yeah. you may have other interns things to occupy your time. Exactly. Interns are the exactly. worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we and have a so better I always call myself Mike Action on their show. I never call myself, but they always call me Dr. Mike. And I'm yeah. like, it's nay on the octor day. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 it could explain why you ha- you're you're tied up you know, yeah, why it's so thing. slow going and I tend to replace my bikes and then they sit and I never get rid of them <laughs> or fix them up. I'm just lazy. That's why I do mine that way. Here, I yes. found, I, you, let's see. Ooh. There. Yep. Is that the CB? Yeah. God, seeing you on that would have gained yeah. 25 points in my book. Oh, what points am I at now? Negative what year 25. did you say it was? Uh, 73. Hot dog. Nice. Yeah, straight pipes. God, I was 62 back in 1973. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, they um, the Firebolt. Yeah, I I thought they were. I oh, mean, pretty yeah, much. They're... Pretty yours is a 03, mm-hmm. but pretty that much, was the start of the Firebolt. Yeah, and pretty much mm-hmm. everything after 06 in the Harley lineup was like 06 was the year they kind of went to fuel injection. But yeah, Buell was ahead of the time uh, mm-hmm. on that. So I, I I don't remember. I'm just trying to remember if you need if you need any reference material. I may or may not have some 2003 uh, parts manuals laying around. Whoa, <laughs> that cool! I, that well, I might be able to throw your way. Well, I'm unfortunately, around um, oh, if I bought my if I bought my Firebolt in 2016, then it was around 2017 that pictures started showing up on social media of like the Harley plant dumpsters full of like. Yeah, Buell part like it was all it was like the front fairing on my bike and there was just a dumpster full of just that part. And, yeah, they had yeah. to get you know, they had to get rid of them and they don't they don't. You know, it'd be an interesting episode to do on, um, you know, factory wastage and, and things mm-hmm. like that, honestly, because, yeah, you you get. Uh, you can't for legal reasons, sometimes you can't you know, you have all this product and you, you just, you legally have to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it happens no matter what industry you're in, the movie industry props that are copyrighted under that movie. You won't see them again in another movie. Um, yeah, they, they, they do have to waste a lot of very valuable, Hey, you guys could have made some money storing this. Well, who's going to pay to store it? You know, tra- it's easier to trash it. So that sucks. Um, Hey, the the Ulysses, I have to call back to the um the Ulysses was like the brother sort of to the XB12 TT. Do you remember that bike? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like the super back in the day they did a super motard uh I remember Nikki Hayden racing in this shit. This was like it was it was on I don't know. It might have been an action sport. I just remember seeing it on TV, and I don't remember if it was part of X Games or anything like that. But they made like a super TT where they were racing, um, like Supermoto, basically, and it yeah. was like it was like an action sport. And Buell came out with this super TT bike, and I was like a twelve hundred super TT. That thing's got to weigh like five hundred pounds, you know, a little bit. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. Looking at pictures of it, it's basically my Ulysses, but with, with a little plays. like. Uh, with like a little side panel on it for yeah, yeah. The dirt. basically just number plates on it. You know, it's like yeah. you, you put your number there. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Ulysses was like the brother to that, and um, yeah, I don't remember well, what the front. Yeah, was the same, I mean, Buell always had a start in racing these mm-hmm. heavy mm-hmm. Harley engines. That that was his whole thing was that you could get this 
heavy engine with this huge torque and this immediate power and get a race advantage out of it. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, right now, no joke, I'm looking at my web browser. I've had this open for about three weeks. Uh, I have the Barton Motors. If you're <laughs> if you're in Yorkshire, I think this is in a... The Yorkshire Ferret. Is Yorkshire in Wales? No, I think Yorkshire is in uh, England. But... Yeah. The factory for Barton Motors um, is in Carnarvonshire, which I know is in Wales. Um, it's in Pontrig, Wales, as a matter of fact. Uh, and yes, that's where Barton Motors got their start by Barry Hart and Tony Ryan. And that's Barry and Tony. Bar- uh, you know, they make a portmanteau into Barton. These are the guys that started um, making racing bikes uh, or sorry, maybe gearboxes or something for Japanese bikes. And they're the ones, the Barton Motors, I believe, is the ones that Buell took over. Buell, Buell started buying all their extra, they had like some um, racing motors, and I don't know if they were twins, triples, I don't know what they were, but he started buying those things. And yeah, I don't know yeah. if this is right before he worked at Harley or not, but I've I've heard some pretty amazing stories. We, we should... We should actually just get Eric on the show and talk to him about it. But I've heard some pretty amazing stories. Yeah, he has always been a racer. And he his thing was he wanted to build race bikes, and he just happened to get employed by Harley, you know? And so, mm-hmm. hey, magical uh, magical sort of, um, you know, opportunity there to, to work by day and race by night sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like the Buells. I, I always loved the design of those things. Um I know they got yeah. the ZTL brakes on them, uh, on the front. Mm-hmm. The backs were standard, I think. But, yeah, because um, I think his first, um, Eric's first patent, I think, was like this magnesium alloy brake. Mm. Um, and he's, because he was, he's always innovated from the very beginning. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that was the first thing that really got attention was his, this patented <laughs> braking system. Yeah. But, it's, it's funny because a lot of guys at the tracks will take that off. And partially because I think that it overheats the pad or something. Mm. It, it is really good. It, it is good for like zero. ZTL stands for zero torsional load, and it was mm. good because it really doesn't put the stopping power at the at the middle. And I and I think part of that was like to not dive the front end. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what his reason. He was, for he was trying it. to drop weight as well. That too, yeah. The unsprung weight isn't central. It's like more out, so it's not uh, centralized around the hub. That's for sure. But um, I think, in in effect, since it's more surface area going across the brake, I, I don't know exactly why. But it, what I've heard is that those brakes overheat, and maybe it's because there's only one. That might be the whole reason. It might be because there's not two. Um, but it tends to over overwork the caliper or the pad or something like that. And a lot of guys that race fuels. Um, Seriously, just convert the <laughs> convert mm-hmm. it to, to dual a dual disc setup like aftermarket. But yeah, he yeah. had a well, lot of cool. I'm stuff. not racing my Yuli. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah, heck, heck that no, would heck be no. for the Firebolt. And the last time I put <laughs> tires on it, they were the road tires, not the, yeah. not the track tires. For sure. Well, hell, as a sport touring bike, I'm sure it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, if, That's if why I, remember, I was eager to get on the Himalayan because it's oh yeah uh, because I it's like my. My heaviest bike, like the only bike I own with panniers that I could hop on and drive across the country comfortably uh, is my Yuli, and it's yeah. huge, and it takes up a lot of space. And I was like, well, what does a smaller bike that's built the same way feel like? Like it's, 
you know, it's the the Himalayans built a lot like the Yuli. It's just not as heavy. Yeah, just smaller. What does the Yuli weigh? Is it over five? Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me look it up. I mean, Kim is on a yes. soft tail slim. What's yours weigh, Kim? Like seven? Six ninety something? No, I don't know. It's probably in the eights. I'm not sure. Eights? I'm not oh my sure. God. Here, I'll it's, look. It's heavier than I thought. That's why my hip hurts. <laughs> Just go out and pick it up. Kim is super buff, by the way. Yeah. Mess with Kim. She can tell you. She's got this weird, like her shoulder is like a uh, one of those fish scales. She can lift something and tell you how heavy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if you look at the firebolt, it's so tiny. Like, it, yeah. like. All sport well, yeah. bikes kind of look a little yeah. bit, you know, slim, but the Firebolt is just so little. And then you see it next to the Ulysses. It's like, oh, my God, I've never yeah. seen a Buell so big. Let's see if this. I guess it is only like, like yeah, it's like 680. Yeah, I thought so. I thought they were like, I don't know, just feels, under seven. more. Well, if you look at like a, you know, a limited, those things are like 980. That's a 200 pounds on your bike. You know, like your bike's a little baby compared to those and it's yeah. still freaking quarter ton, <laughs> over quarter a ton. So it, it's uh, 425 dry. The the Yuli? Yeah. I mean, that's that's freaking light yeah. <laughs> compared to some. My freaking Yamaha S, uh, SCR is 540. It's like 100 pounds on that bike. And it's a it's a 950. The Yuli's an 1100, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. God, how did he do that? A lot of aluminum, I'm guessing. My bikes must be made of all cast iron and steel. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, yeah. That have you done any significant trip trips on those uh, on your Yuli? On the Yuli, uh, the biggest one I did was Austin, which was like right after I bought it. Um, yeah. But I've been around. There's a there's a few places I've kept it kind of in Colorado, um, but. Um, yeah, like I've taken the I've taken it over the mountains three or four times, and it's it's a very comfortable ride over the Rockies. Yeah, sick. Well, and that's where having fuel injection comes in handy. Uh, uh-huh. Let me see. Your is is most of Colorado. I know Denver says mile high, but is mm-hmm. most of Colorado higher than that? Or yeah, so the front range is kind of right at. So I'm I'm south of Denver, and I'm at sixty three hundred feet. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and then Greeley is at like forty five hundred feet, so it's actually like two two thousand feet lower than I am. Um, but even I think southeast Colorado is as low as like three thousand feet. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's all it's all high. It's just the mountains are twice as high. Like Leadville <laughs> is twice as high as Denver. Yeah, yeah. Wow, holy crap! So that's where that's where the nice. Fuel injection comes in. Otherwise, God, if you got, uh, if if you're riding around up there on a carbed bike, boy, you come mm-hmm. down to sea level and you're just like overflowing gas. You know yep. I mean? Yep. Like, God, <laughs> how rich that would have to be. Yeah, I'm uh, looking. Okay, so Mike, I asked Junkie. Like, of course, he probably like stepped away. I asked him like over and over. I was like, I wanted to, you know, know who we were talking about tonight mm-hmm. or talking with tonight. And he ignored me so much. And then I realized <laughs> that I already like follow you, but I thought it was Pete for some reason. Cause there was like so many pictures of like pictures Pete. of Pete. Yeah. Well, I just don't take pictures of myself. I, it turns out that I'm the only person like 
uh, Pete and Swiggy just don't do social media. So I'm like <laughs> the only person who puts up any pictures that are tagged related to their podcast. Yeah. And so then, I thought your page, like before I connected everything tonight, like I thought that your page was Pete. Uh, that's understandable. Yeah. So now I'm, yeah. So now I see like all your, your trips and, and on this dirt road on the, with the Moto Guzzi. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of notorious for taking them on these. Weird I live trips. on a dirt road, so this is like this is awesome. Right up your alley. Yeah, all this all this video tonight will be immediately uh, self destructed and thrown in the garbage after this. This is just for us. This is just for us. <laughs> I didn't name anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, but I, I also, you know, who needs to see the who needs to see the host? We need to see the content. Okay, so Mike, I'm. So, this is another reason. This is, I guess, this should this should also have been one of my lows. Had I been thinking a little more clearly at the beginning of the show, I really wanted to show you the San Andreas Fault yeah. while you were out here. You would have, you would have been. My family was so bored by it, but I was like, <laughs> I think I think Mike could really have appreciated this. You know? Yeah, no, I definitely could have. You know what? I saw it um, from uh, um, from Joshua Tree. Oh yeah, uh, when you're but- flying in. Uh, no, it's uh, there's there's this hiking trail. There's this place called Keys View that like overlooks yeah, yeah. the whole Imperial Valley. I was Valley. literally just looking at pictures of there because I'm going there this weekend. Oh, I cool! Forgot. Yeah, I was I I hiked it last week, and yeah. it is okay. it it like there's right in the middle of that. Like all the pictures they take from that overlook. Yeah, uh, the 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 fault line runs straight down the middle of it. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot that it basically terminates. In the Salton Sea, I mean, I think that's part of why the Salton Sea uh, existed and got filled up. Yeah, because the the fault line runs through there. That's right. Yeah, it's um, the second lowest. It's like uh, it's only a few meters higher than Death Valley. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I wanted to show you that right where I go to the uh, the San Andreas Fault is also where the original Route 66 used to come down what is now uh, Highway 15 or Interstate 15. Uh, and they call it the blue cut because the rocks are blue because of the fault right there. Uh, but also there was a bunch of stuff out there and it actually drops down onto, um, like I, I live right off of uh, uh, 66, you know, mm-hmm. 66. And, right, and it's just a boulevard nowadays because the freeways have all bypassed it. But yeah, it drops down through there. And in the cut there, in, in where the fault goes, you can actually, there's old 66 and it's, they've painted 66 on it so you know that you're, you're on it officially. But it's just so funny how, you know, in 100 years from now, that area is going to be reshaped because it's constantly moving, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I wanted to show you that. I also wanted to show you the um, salt brining. You were, you were down by Bombay beach. So you were uh-huh. near, there's three huge salt brining um, enterprises that have popped up to make lithium batteries, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is something else I will talk about in the aim episode. Uh, yeah. I think they're further East. I was planning on driving all the way down around the yeah. salt and I just didn't, I, I lost a day. Yeah. So also the next time you're, I, 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 I want you to come back out because I really haven't explored the salt and I try to stay away from there as much as possible. Uh, <laughs> Most people not. do. Yeah. I've met a lot of people from LA who don't even know the place exists. <laughs> yeah. Once you I go like out there, you got to realize why. There, yeah. <laughs> so there is a mineral 
deposit out there that they call like the Rainbow Fountain or something like that. It's 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 like a thermal because you know that place mm-hmm. stinks too. I'm sure Bombay if Bombay Beach smells like the rest of the Salton Sea, it reeks. Yeah. It actually it doesn't stink as much as it used to because the water levels are dropping and it's getting okay. so it, it's it's getting too saline now for gotcha. the fish to survive. Gotcha. So it is actually less stinky. I mean, I've never been there before, so I can't compare. Um, yeah. But what everyone tells me is that it is less stinky than it used to be. Oh, there's tons of die off, and when the wind blows from the when we get the Santa Anas and it blows into the. Uh, LA before I moved to the LA area apparently it used to stink for like three months out of the year so bad that people in LA were complaining that's you know just it's just LA yeah well I mean now it lake, is lakes stink first off lakes you know yeah. all lakes are kind of well, smelly now when the stink from LA blows out there the Coachella Valley calls LA and says hey can you guys control your stink <laughs> but in the back in the day it was the 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 lakes stunk so bad that uh, yeah a from the fish die off but b for being in the middle of the fucking desert, there's a lot of agriculture out there mm-hmm. and all the runoff goes went. I don't know if it still does, but all the agricultural oh, yeah, still and does. chemical runoff goes into the salt and sea. So you have mm-hmm. this like chemical stuff happening. So I don't know exactly what this like fountain is, but it's a it's a hot there's a, it's a, also several like hot springs out there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, cuz they have these like mud volcanoes. They they yes. have yeah, there, there's like a power plant out there and some, yeah, some odd enterprises off in that area. Yeah, and yeah. The, the Sunny Bono sea, yeah. um, uh, bird sanctuary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. There's, there's, there's like a homeless sanctuary called Slab City. There mm-hmm. is a bird sanctuary. There's weird mud volcanoes. I'd really love to talk, uh, go out there and talk to you about it. And we'll talk about the Endoreic Lake Basin that it used, uh-huh. to, used to be. And we'll get, we'll get oh, into yeah. the history. It, it's so bizarre. Ago. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. the reason it's been on my bucket list. Cause yeah. Yeah. When I, when I, came out it, so 2016 i moved to colorado and i i bought this weird bike a firebolt and peter and swiggy both bought weird bikes around the same time and because i was learning this new part of the country that i was like oh, okay that i'm making colorado my home now i start looking up the weirdest shit yeah. and so all of a sudden it's these three dudes taking really weird bikes out to these really weird places <laughs> nice. and and that's that's kind of what set it all off. And did you are are you the one that introduced them to the Estes Park Arc? Then, uh, no, no, no. They found that on their own. That was yeah, really um, cool. Yeah, yeah. My my con- there have been a quite a few contributions of mine. Um, the uh, uh, there's it, it all kind of I kind of follow all these weird like nuclear disasters and mining disasters and all this crazy <laughs> shit. Yes, not, not because I'm interested in that, or well, not because I'm like. I have strong feelings about it, but just because it's, you know, when you're, when you're a doctor and you read about this new place you move to and you're, yeah. you're going to notice that there is like this nuclear plant with all these plutonium fires and you, you know, you're right. going to notice that stuff first. So, right. so I'm just like, Hey, there's this bar that's still open. That used to be the, uh, that used to be the payroll office of this place. That's completely been raised to the ground now. Let's go. Oh, wow. You know? Nice. And Let's go have so a drink where they used to get paid. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I started taking them to all these places and then it, it just kind of became this weird thing I did. <laughs> Yeah, Pete. Pete's always like junkie. You like the most boring, weirdest shit. Like you and Mike would make the perfect tour guides for like mm-hmm. you know the uh, monot not monotonous. I forget the word he used, but like you know pedantic mm-hmm. or pedestrian tours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, probably you know, mundane. M- mundane, yeah, that too. And I and I, uh, I mean, this is very coincidental, but I do run a uh, 
a internet forum for um, you know people that uh, are into plutonium fires. It's a it's a very sex driven club, though. I mean, it's very it's <laughs> wild. It's it's off the rails. People don't think that you know people that are into plutonium fires are into that sort of thing, but it gets pretty wild <laughs> in the chat. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, that 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 would be the yeah. perfect. Uh, also, like, um, yeah, if you come out here again, I, I'd love to. I'd love to take you around to some of this weird stuff. Rubel Castle is one of those places I'd love to go to. There's a lot of weird historic, like Spanish shit before you know before America owned um, California. Spain mm-hmm. did. I mean, Junkie. California. What? Have, what? <laughs> um, have you been to Scotty's Castle out in like Death Valley? No. But you know where we are going this weekend? <laughs> to that castle that you went hiking at the other day. The Peace Castle? Oh, Rubido? Ru- yeah, Rubido. Yeah, we're going hiking You're going this to weekend. Rubido? Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. I, that little castle. I was like, yeah, this. But yeah, Scotty's Castle. There's one in San Diego too that's like Outlet Castle. Is that, what, is that Scotty's? Is it out? Is it east of San Diego? Are you asking me? Yeah. No, the one I'm talking about is out in Death Valley, and um, I was I went there like when I was a teenager, and because um, like um, when Mike mentioned the mining and stuff, you know, because that's in our family, so my dad we were always going out to mines and stuff around like Death Valley and things. So this is out there, and it was like um, built in the 20s and 30s, and I just looked, and I guess it closed in like 2015 from some flooding, but it's it's a really it's a spanish style like castle out there nice i'm I'm sure you can like walk you probably can't go inside anymore like they used to do tours of it but um yeah dawson you used to own a cb and now you're into mining you're getting sexier as this episode (laughs) goes on (laughs) nice please (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I've heard of Scotty's and for some reason I, I don't know why I uh why I'm I'm skipping it's like it's online. not registering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh I'm sure. Most everything you can is. Google it. It's in Death so, Valley National Park. So so what say you this, Mike? Mm. What's between SoCal and Colorado besides MotoGP and all that fun jazz, but what's between here and there that's like super mundane that we can go, the mundane moto tours that we can check out? Uh, what's super weird between, let's see. Um, uh, I've been wanting to do Death Valley, um, not just because it's Death Valley, uh, but because uh, it's kind of similar to how you can just fly into uh, Palm Springs for super cheap, or you can yeah. fly into LAX super cheap. You can get to Vegas dirt cheap, like most, you know, year round. And you can rent a motorcycle there, and Death Valley's not far away. And there's all kinds of movies that they filmed out there, like the oh, original, yeah. the original yeah. Star Wars. I think they filmed some of like remember the Tremors movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. They filmed a bunch that of that stuff Trona. out there. There's a movie. There's a a movie museum in Lone Pine, like near Bishop, and it and they have um, it's mainly the Western movie stuff, like John Wayne stuff at the museum. Mm. But yeah, that's like Tremors was filmed out by like Lone Pine and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just yeah. Awesome. And there's like, I mean, if depending on which way you go, you're either going through like New Mexico, Arizona, or you're going through Utah. Um, Utah, Vegas to get down there. And there's lots of crazy stuff out oh, there. Yeah. 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 Moab, million dollar highway. Yeah. Million dollar highway goes to nowhere, right? It's literally custom. Yeah. It kind of connects um, 
like the Glenwood Springs area. To, it's like the the western border of Colorado. Uh, it connects the, the Glenwood Springs area down to like the um, uh, Durango area. Gotcha. One uh, when, when when the the boys and I watched um, did our movie commentary on uh, Electric Light and Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was filmed in Monument Valley, and I'm not sure if that's in Colorado or Arizona or yeah. where that is, but uh, that seemed like a pretty cool just weird highway through the middle of nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the four corners area. And okay. I, I could go on and on about all the weird stuff. Okay. So uh, I see but, this, but, I see this place called Mexican hat. This looks cool. Uh-huh. I'm looking at yeah. That. There's, there's all kinds of, let's see down like Arizona area. There are all these, um, extinct volcanoes. Uh, New Mexico has these, um, like these 2000 year old lava flows that you can still oh. like, yeah, you know. Oh and, God, have you have you ever written, uh, read uh, Blood Meridian? No. Oh God, don't read it. You'll get depressed <laughs> and probably kill yourself. But uh, it does talk about the um, a lot of the terrain uh, as at one point was like lava, and they literally like used some of the sulfur uh and something else i forget what the hell they d- got but they made like an explosive out of this mm-hmm. the, the crap you could like pull out of the, the yeah. dirt right how there do you do? <laughs> sulfide how do you do that you want to do you want to go through details of how you build that yeah explosive? let's do that you know mike's not mike here to walk is us like through. the bomb expert apparently. i know <laughs> he's not here to read the uh 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 anarchist cookbook to us that's week, why so, he's yeah. not here tonight yeah that's why he's not here the so. whatever department busted him and atf yeah atfe i don't know whatever the, whatever the, the atfm the <laughs> alcohol tobacco firearms and mike patrol came and got him <laughs> so yeah hopefully uh moto one uh can bail him out i mean they're i can't uh, between between you two the the funds must be like next to nothing they we have be, um mu- uh, we have a gofundme mu- on <laughs> our instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they must have a GoFundMe because maybe he he might not be getting out for this for this weekend. But uh, but yeah, so there is. I mean, yeah, the the Southwest period has so much cool, cool crazy <laughs> stuff. Like we could go. I mean, we could make yeah. a whole. Uh, Let's see. Los Alamos is down there. There you uh, go. The Trinity test site. I was. I'm. I've been meaning for the past three years to go to the place. It's it's on a um, it's on a military base. It's on White okay. Sands. Oh God, yeah, oh, military yeah. base. But there are two. There are two days a year where you can actually go physically to the place where they they blew up the Trinity bomb, the very first right. atomic bomb. Uh, right. And I've always missed it because it's on a Saturday, and I always will just choose to be with my family on like because uh, I I work like alternating weekends, you know, boring shit. But it's it's like I've always decided my family above going to this place they dropped a nuke that's, that's your boring. first mistake yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> why <go>. we ride <laughs> um how about this how about this year we screen oppenheimer out there uh, and we oh. have a reason to go out there we ask him yeah. hey can we you know bring an inflatable screen out here and we'll, we'll actually screen oppenheimer and watch it uh at the place where it happened that'd be interesting yeah no that that sort of stuff I'm assuming you drive right by it and don't know, you know, unless, you know, there's nothing near there. Yeah. I've been to Holloman and through and through there. um, Rio Doso is really pretty. I mean, the mountains aren't far too. It's really pretty once you like go up into there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of New Mexico that's really nice, but I mean, that's the reason they turned it into a military base is because there's, 
There's no yeah. one yeah. who's out there for any reason. Yeah. Like SpaceX bought a bunch of land out there and they have a spaceport. It's next to I Trooper do want to say, I don't know if you guys have seen The Hills Have Eyes, but I think there were people out there. <laughs> and they assumed <laughs> there, no there were a few there. people, yeah. And now there are hideous creatures roaming the desert. That would actually be a fun <laughs> place to do one of those like Mad Max rides too. Like just, you know. R Roswell is near there. Yeah, we could do, but we could do Roswell and right. that. Naked ride. Naked ride through <laughs> Roswell. I don't, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> this beer's getting to me. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I think it would be fun. And I think it'd be a reason uh, for creative writing to get out that way. And if you, if you had a spare weekend and the guys were up for it and you guys wanted to do a mundane moto tour, that'd mm -hmm. be super fun to get out to the middle of nowhere and uh, do yeah. an iron butt. I know see, Kim's been, Kim's been fiending to do an iron butt. I'll see how I feel after Bisbee. Cause that's going to be. Mm hmm. I mean, you know what? People ride for different reasons, but this is for me. This is half the reason I ride is to yeah. to look up this crazy shit yeah. and then go do it. Yeah. So. Uh, my bucket list. Uh, not that anybody asked, but my bucket list for writing. Uh, has... Hey, junk. Hey, hey, junk. Uh -huh. What's your bucket list? Hey, I'm glad you asked, I'm Mike. I just yeah. I just happened to have it right here uh, on paper. <laughs> um, my bucket list. Uh, one of the first ones is to fight a bear. Uh, to jump off my motorcycle onto a bear. Um, so hopefully mm. we can make Does that, that to be a live bear. My bucket list just says fight a bear. Fight a bear. Okay. It doesn't even say if it could just be a big fat hairy gay guy. I mean, literally <laughs> it could just be bear by the loosest definition. Fight a bear. Fight a bear. Uh, one of my other um, bucket list items is to write a coffee table book about ghost towns. And I don't see myself doing that unless I get out on some of these epic rides and visit yeah. a ghost town or two. So yeah, you, you know, you said that on your, your last episode or like two episodes ago, you mentioned it. Yeah. And you said that, um, uh, that you wanted to write books about it, but you said people don't read books anymore and oh, I did. you were all yeah, depressed about it. And it, yeah, and it made me depressed because I, I think people do read books. That's my new low is that oh. people don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you should do this. Okay. Hey, call back to a callback that I forgot I even said. Uh, all right. No, I'm going to do it then because uh, that'll help me get it off my bucket list. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it because like now that I'm I, – I turned 128 this year. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not getting any closer to 80 or 70 or 60. I'm, I'm, I'm probably knocking on death's door here. My doctors keep saying, we're surprised you're still alive. This weird stuff that we're injecting into your bloodstream is probably doing the trick, but we're running out of it. So I don't know how many years, how many good years I got left in me. Maybe I you're not fighting enough bears. <laughs> hey, I can only lift uh, 18 pounds right now. So I've been working out. I'm going to get this bear. I'm going to have to pull a sneak attack on it. Uh, hopefully it's a guy and I can kick it in the nards. But It at least um, needs to be a chapter in your book. It, that, that does, yeah. You know, we've been talking about like going to weird places and stuff. And my kids... Wait, are you going to make this weird, Kim? I am, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, gotta be, I have to say it kind of quiet because like my kids are going to hear me and then they're going to get pissed. So... Yeah. They're all about this whole skinwalker thing, right? Like, oh my god, they're totally into it. And so we are. We got a. We have a house out in Yucca Valley by Pioneer Town this weekend, and we are You're telling. Dress up we're, as a skinwalker. we're staying at a ranch, and so we're <laughs> we're saying that we're staying at Skinwalker Ranch. Right. <laughs> 
You're all kids. Welcome to the Uinta Basin. This is uh, Skinwalker Ranch. That's awesome. But I don't want to scare them too much because I don't want them like trying to sleep in our room or anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's the biggest memory about having kids. Period. Is it? Uh, yeah. So I think so. so um, Junkie should write yeah. this ghost town book, and you should write a book about like haunted places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like there's a little bit of crossover there. Right. Let's uh, see. I'll put it. It can be a chapter. Uh, hey, no shit. This is not a lie. Um, did you know that Calico Ghost Town, the lower parking lot, is actually um, part of like an off-road vehicle trail, like an OHV parking hub or something like that? I didn't know this until the last time I went to Calico. I saw a bunch of like toy haulers and stuff in the lower parking lot. I was like, what are they here for? It's actually like a hub on like an OHV trail. So there may be a trail linking a bunch of ghost towns and mining towns together that I don't know about. Um, I had had looked up all the dirt trails to do around like Joshua. Um, Unfortunately, that was the the part that I did not do at all because I was really looking forward to getting at least a little bit of off-roading on that Himalayan. Did you Um, have a friend with you too? No, I was by myself, but it was, it was wet. And yeah, exactly. If you're like out, because the population drops off out there really (laughs) fast. So you're going to go from, you know, you're going to go from explorer to prisoner pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) Like missing. Yeah. Someone Uh, was still steal the bike and leave you. Yeah, no, still hit, no, still him and leave the bike. That's what I'm getting at. I would. Yeah, Um, I I have gone off roading a couple times by myself and not anything crazy because I would I uh, you know the further once you see some stuff you're like hey this is really stupid you know like Mm -hmm. uh, if you get hurt. I, I feel like even in Moab, if you fell out there, you'd have a better chance of somebody coming along, like in a even a side by side or a jeep or something. Oh yeah, in some of the places where you were at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there. I've yeah. got good stories on that. Like when I was a kid, we would go camping down in Mexico, like San Felipe and stuff, and we'd take um, the dune buggy, and I had like learned how to drive the dune buggy and like the the some dunes out by the beach and stuff, and my girlfriend and I like I went with my parents and brought a friend and, you know, we'd go down the beach and get, I got like stuck on one of the sand dunes, like away from camp. And we were like, Oh, just you and your girlfriend. Yeah. We're like walking down the beach back to camp to like get dug out, you know, or yeah, like lots of stories like that down in Mexico with the family, like getting, you know, stuck in mud. People go missing all the time in Mexico. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I hope that you enjoyed your trip. I'm sorry it was so short, but that leaves an opportunity for a potential outing again. I don't know yeah, when the next sure. time you'll be able to come this way is. And, uh, and honestly, I would like to ride a lot more than I have. And I think where I'm just going to have to do it. I think I'm going to, uh, this year is going to be <clears throat> a touring year for me. I already know that I'm going on a couple long rides this year and i think uh yeah dawson we've we we've talked about slow jamistan a lot mm-hmm. but i think we need to make it happen this year that's a place that like probably would have soon i like i've got a list already next to me of yeah. not necessarily bike all bike stuff but yeah i've got a list going i'm already yeah well if you guys wanted to come out to colorado i'm i'm sure that the nokomoto boys would would eat it up. They'd love it. 
Yeah, we've done the math on it, and for us to meet halfway, it is easily um, an iron butt. And yeah, mm-hmm. the the thing is, is that it really isn't that far. Like I I, I drove to see my family this uh, last summer, um, and Colorado seemed like a toss of mm-hmm. a stone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not really that far. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Where flight was Colorado? only like two and a half hours. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just south of Denver. And then okay. Pete and Swiggy are just north of Denver. Yeah. But if we could get them to meet us in the Four Corners area and we all touch that little thing that's right in between <laughs> all four states, a little plaque there, call, yep. it a, call it a day. That'd be, I mean, that'd be a fun ride. But even to ride, the flight for sure isn't very far, but even to drive out there, uh, probably doable in, I'm going to say a day because I'm crazy, but with resting and like responsible riding, a day and the next morning, maybe you know what I'm saying it wasn't it wasn't very long at all. I mean, how, how far are you guys from Vegas? Because I'm like eight hours from Vegas. I'm four hours from Vegas. Four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, St. George, Utah, or uh, Albuquerque. Kim, I'm guessing that you're about five because you're about an hour south of me. Probably. Yeah. We, or we and can just we- go to Sturgis and like go that way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pick them up on the way. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, on the VFR going to Vegas, I'm probably three hours. Um, assuming that I can make it to, you know, fill up at state line. But, um, but yeah, yeah well, I've leave written, it to me to find some crazy shit that's out. Just, just, oh, just draw a circle and I will find some. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's, there's a place out in the hills. Just, I, I forget if it was, um, cause you know, they do the LA Barstow to Vegas every Thanksgiving and it, and, and you start, you could start here in LA. You eventually moved to Barstow, which is about an hour and a half outside of LA. I'm going to think, yeah, it's about an hour and a half up the, up the 15. Um, so you could start in LA and right up there. And then from Barstow to Vegas, it's all dirt. They don't, they, they pretty much stay on the dirt, <clears throat> um, the whole way. And, uh, when you're flying over, you can see, like you're looking down at the desert, you can see this stuff. And when you go to Google Maps, I mean, there's so many weird roads out in the desert here that you just, you get off the interstate and you just drive out into the desert, you're going to find something. But there was a bar on the backside of the hills. I don't even know what mountains it is, but it's the mountains that separates um, LA, uh, uh, California and, and uh, Vegas. There's like a mountain range out there that's not the Sierra Nevadas. I don't know what it is, but... Um, yeah, there was a weird bar mm-hmm. tacked on the side of a hill and it and it was called like the last place on earth or something like that. And I'm guessing it was an old miners saloon or something way back, you know, 150 years ago mm-hmm. that has just since existed because people might stop there on the LAB2V or when they're out there mm-hmm. doing backcountry riding. But yes, th- those were the little places um would just tickle me pink to, to visit and, uh, and have like-minded people that also like to visit weird stuff like that. So yeah, man, I, I would be totally down and, and, and even if it was, um, you know, meeting a little closer to Colorado, I've never driven to Dakota for aim or for not for aim for a uh, MotoGP, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I don't know if that, uh, to be honest, the, the mundane stuff captures my heart more than a, a weekend of racing. So <laughs> yeah. if, we could, if we could get it set up with the Mo- NOCO boys and maybe even make it a a whole, maybe a week trip, 
or less than, you know, maybe, maybe just like four days where we're driving a couple days out, riding a couple days out camping and then, you know, riding back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that'd be super cool. Give well, us a day to I'm, explore. I'm the right guy for it. Cause yeah, heck yeah. One, one of Peter's brothers uh, makes fun of me because when I was moving to Colorado, I, I was talking to him on the phone and he said, so, and, and we were talking about things we wanted to do like this. And I said something like, did you know that there are places where they still have like the wagon trails and you can see where the wagons uh, wore ruts into like rock. And, and I, and I, I just said this to him, like it was a cool thing that I wanted to go do sometime. And he just lost it. He thought it was the stupidest idea. And he's been (laughs) making fun of me ever since. He was like, he he, like, imagine this national lampoons thing where we like ended up there and our car was all torn up. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there they are, the wagon ruts. It's so funny how. Let's never speak of this again. Yeah, Yeah. It's so funny how different people are because like I you know girl I'm kind of the same way and like I have girlfriends that won't even like pull off the pavement yeah you know like they're like is there a dirt is it dirt like any dirt parking lot dirt whatever and if it's a yes they're like they're not going like if they have to pull I what something flew off of my bike a few months ago and like the only a dude the dude on back <laughs> the the customer yeah the customer. <laughs> flew off um and i almost i went to pull off and they she kept going cuz it was i don't can't remember if it was dirt or not Man. but she kept going she she was not going to pull off cuz of like whatever it was on the the how the pull off was you know and um I was like, okay, I know where we stand now. Like, (laughs) yeah, hell, I'll take a, I'll take a, I love the guy, Matt Spears, that has a, um, he's taken a Hayabusa through, uh, Moab and he just put dirt tires on it. And I'm like, that's my, this is my people. Like, I'll take anything off road if it, if it'll make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just pulling off on the dirt. Good grief. As long as I have somebody to help me dig it out, like, I'm game. I know. After what you just said about the Yuli, Ter- like getting stuck in the pit. Now I'm afraid yeah. of taking my. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, he. I don't know if it was a skills issue or if really, you know, you know, the Yuli is. It doesn't sound that heavy now that you mentioned it, though. But yeah. uh, well, just, it's top heavy. It's hard to lift. It's hard to kind of throw around. It's great when it's moving. It is fantastic. Yeah, it's so it's so nice to handle. But I've again, I've dropped it like in parking lots, like when I'm taxing yeah. it around. And yeah, yeah, it just starts to lean, and you're like, oh god, mm-hmm. this ain't coming back from this lean. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he definitely and those tires, you know, notoriously ADV quote ADV tires are like eighty percent road and twenty percent dirt. So when you get into real, he was down in a ravine and he couldn't. Yeah. make the hill climb because of those tires. So I think that's yeah. why he burned so, out his clutch. And You know, there's some pits in the world that you just can't get out of. <laughs> you should not go down, yeah, to begin with. I dropped but, um, um, I dropped my bike. Which bike was it? It ran so in Ransburg, that's like an old mining town out. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we you know there's the bar there, the joint, and so if we're ever going out through there on the 395, we have to like stop and get a drink and mm-hmm. like leaving there like a year or two ago like I don't know, I was walking my bike back to leave or like on it, you know, walking back. And then I decided to like turn it while I'm walking and just, I might've had a gin and tonic or two. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I felt, I started, felt it kind of start. Um, I tried to say, I'm like, I just went like, yeah. yeah. 
when your bike is uh, 690 pounds, <laughs> at some point you have to give up, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, especially, especially on dirt. Like, and, and when you're going slow, like you mm-hmm. said, Mike, like it's made to move and it's, the slower you're going, almost the harder it is to recover from that stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. Uh, hey, we've been yapping for about a, about two hours. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for having thank, me. Yeah, thank you for sharing. The first, uh, one of the first Patreons, I think, uh, uh, subscribers to come on. So that's that's awesome. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get to see you in person and give you the stuff. So I, I have it in a box. I will get it out in the mail this weekend because now – now I feel extra guilty. <laughs> now that you know what he looks you know, like. You know what? I'm the one who planned a trip during AIM. So, Well, and I honestly wasn't, even up until about two weeks before that, I wasn't sure. Because like you said, with family and everything like that, it's a little hard to take some. He didn't even tell us, Mike, he was going. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. He like just started sending us pictures of cool bikes. And I'm like, where are you? And He's like, um, I may or may not be in Vegas right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure the next time I make it out your way, the weather is going to be nicer. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's so weird. Like you, you happen to come out on uh, the worst weekend. You know, the funny thing is when Peter was out here too, um, it was overcast and it wasn't raining or anything, but it was mm-hmm. definitely overcast. And I was like, oh man, you can't see the mountains behind my house. Not that in Colorado, I needed mm-hmm. to brag about our mountains, you know what I'm saying? But it was just a weird overcast sort of day. It wasn't, you know, 75 or 80. I, I was really embarrassed. And he's like, dude, like, don't worry about it. And I was like, no, this is every everybody that comes to California always seems to come right when it's less than I do. It's like, it's uh-huh. like, are you guys lying 90% of the time? Because like, this is <laughs> like the second guy from Colorado that's came out and it is not sunny and bright and, you know, 90 degrees out here, but definitely. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you certainly came. Um, and actually another storm is coming to hit us pretty soon too. So if anybody's coming into California this week, um, be prepped for the same sort of, I don't know if it's going to have the same ferocity that that one did, but uh, I'm just glad that you did not get swept away out into the uh, Salton Sea and ended mm-hmm. up in a stinky, you know, <laughs> stinky salt sea. Yeah, or, me too. Uh, drown in one of those crazy flash floods that does happen out there yeah. in Joshua Tree once in a while. I mean, you know what? It was cool enough walking around on a beach that's literally like all fish scales. Like, like it, <laughs> you look down and it's not sand. It's like vertebrae of, of like pike. That, yeah. The Bombay Beach is like like hills have eyes too. Uh-huh. I mean, because it's like there's all these cool kind of like a ab- you think they're abandoned houses, but you're like, I don't know, maybe someone still actually lives in this house. So it's like oh, yeah. you kind of want to look around, but then you're worried like they're gonna come out and be like, get the hell off my property. Yeah, I, I saw plenty of people pulling in in like perfectly like nice cars, and they looked like like their their house looked fine. Pulling it into a normal driveway. And then, like yeah. two houses down, there was like a roof missing. Um, yeah, and yeah. there was there was flood water a little bit in Bombay Beach, just a little. Yeah, and there's yeah, Airbnbs yeah. like in Bombay mm-hmm. Beach too. Like I've yeah. looked at that. Mm-hmm. When when you <laughs> drive through there, it's insane to think that people still live there. Uh, how close is Bombay Beach to like Nyland too? Because you go through that town well, and it's it's, just it's like, like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's not far. Yeah. 
it's just like an air of depression settles. Like, how do, where do people, A, A what do people do out here on this? Uh, they don't, you know, all those like fish scale necklaces you buy that all those people that live out there must be harvesting the fish scales making necklaces. Cause I yeah. don't know where the hell else they would work. Maybe at the farms. The farms, nearby, but, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you get really far out there, like Mexicali, which I couldn't get to. Um, but that's that's much. a little further than I was planning on going. But if you get down around there, there's a lot of people who have like water rights and these enormous farms. And there is a yeah. lot of produce that comes out of there. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. farming. I wonder mm. how Mexicali got its name. Anyway, that's the topic <laughs> for another another story. Thanks, Mike, for hanging out with us sure. and taking place. Yeah, thanks for having Mike. Me. All right, I missed you. We will. Um, yeah, I know. Me too. We will. Um, I still miss you, by the way. We will. Um, have to see if Mike is back next week or if uh, the lawyers for Moto One get him out of jail. Thanks, Dawson, for hanging out. And uh, as always, Thank and you. Um, en endearing yourself to this podcast uh, in the way that only Mama Dawson can. If you want to ride on the back of Mama Dawson's seat, it's the $69 <laughs> Patreon level. <laughs> you still haven't made that yet. Oh, come on. You know I can't. We'll uh, make it 70 then. The, the oh, lawyers won't let us. Oh, you got a you got a Honda seventy. Um, the bar the I oh I got it. Okay, I don't only know part. Of, okay, the bark bark box people came mm -hmm. like you know the dog box yeah, thing. Yeah, Um, I think my kid's choking on a Jolly Rancher, but um, <laughs> he's choking. Okay, on they came out with this this promo, and it was like a sixty nine dollar thing. And, of course they did. And they say, like, of course they had to retract it because it was like, it was called like give some, get some or something, of course. <laughs> like you nice. buy it and whatever. And then they had to retract it saying they claimed they didn't know about this, what 69 meant. Oh, come on. It's just a number. But if they were doing it for Valentine's Day, that's a little different. <laughs> Valentine's Day sale. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought about that with our whole Patreon topic. Yeah. I actually could do it if I wanted to, but I you're too uh, scared. For some reason, I'm no. I just I don't want to be inundated with all the subscribers. I told you I'd handle uh, it. You, you you did tell me that. So uh, so yeah, hit us up on the sixty nine dollar level. Um, I just haven't told you about it. It does exist, but I've been I've been uh, I've been shooting all the pictures. They're of me. I just don't show my face. So I got a nice set of knockers that I'm not showing you guys right now. <laughs> um, other than that, you can always catch us everywhere. Your uh, fine podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, you know, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, BarkBox.com, <laughs> uh, Pod, Podbean, Overcast, a uh, bunch of stuff. Kim, where can we find you if, if we want to stalk you on social media? Um, Dawson's with a Z freak. I always want to say Instagram.com. I don't know why. Just every time. You could type that in. At AOL.com. At AIM At AIM Messenger. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think if you type in Instagram.com forward slash Dawson's Freak, it'll pop up. If really? you type Dawson's Freak at Instagram.com, nothing will pop up uh, except uh, a 404 screen. Um, you can catch Mike at 619 Mike Media on Instagram, or if you head down to the El Cajon uh, County uh you know, holding center. He'll probably be down there for the weekend. Uh, San Diego County jail. I don't know which, where they took him, but uh, check him out down there. Um, Mike, do you have any social mm -hmm. medias you want to yeah, promote? Just, or yeah, like just that? my Instagram where I'm, uh, I'm, I'm break underscore fast underscore burrito, uh, break spelled like, uh, like a, you're breaking your motorcycle. Yeah. B R A K E. Not, bre not um, breaking your fast. Uh, uh, 
And uh, and I am also if you just look up the uh, the podcast that I sometimes am a guest on uh, uh, Nokomoto podcast, then I am yeah. the only social media <laughs> that they do. I know They're, if you if you if you want to see pics of Pete and Swigs, go to Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. And the and yeah. the five motorcycles that I that I have that that I will be shrinking shortly. Exactly. And if you want to hear some of the best episodes, if they don't do it soon, I'm going to hit up the president and tell him you need your own podcast uh, about restoring bikes and just some of the most esoteric stuff. Uh, You are like the revamped version of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I love the episodes (laughs) that you do. Uh, Questionably, arguably better than some of the uh, Nokomoto. So shots fired. I got that book. I have that book and I have yet to read it. Dude, Ooh. just we'll, we'll have Mike read it in his sultry <laughs> it, voice. It, it's, it, he, it's a lot I, that book. I've yeah, you I know. Hate, I, I think I, I hate when we book. got into motorcycles, I was way into that book, and now I'm I'm a little yeah. like I, we're gonna burn that book. We're gonna we'll throw it in the Patreon <laughs> gift bag. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. For our, somebody when, else. When they bring back book burnings again for the 85th time <laughs> this year, we'll throw that one in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're going to hear more of me because Peter and I are actively restoring a bike, and we're yeah. learning a lot of stuff as we're doing it. So you'll hear Good. more from me. But Good. you know, I've I only kind of show up now and then on their show. Yeah, and if you're a Nokomoto uh, patron, you can see some of this restoration going on, which is really mm-hmm. uh, refreshing to me to see that they're actually trying to spray and stuff like that. It's pretty pretty good. I think they got the Pete said they got the paint booth set up. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because their awesome. dad owns a garage that used to be like a proper auto shop. Yeah, yeah. And, and so for his 70th birthday, they got him a spray booth. Nice. That is very generous of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I learned from my friend who does uh, movie fabrication that there are such things as inflatable paint booths that mm-hmm. still have all sure. the um, venting and dra- uh, you know downdraft, side draft, however you want to evacuate the, uh, the air so that it... Mm-hmm. You know, Dusty yeah, we we might rig up awesome. something like that for our media blasting because it's hard to fit a a, a tank frame from a firebolt into a media blaster. Yeah, right, yeah, into the little bin. Uh, if you want to c- catch Tobor, he's at tobor.cr at gmail.com. You can check us out, uh, creative writing uh, podcast at gmail.com, uh, creative writing podcast, Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to check out our blog, it's creative dash writing.com. For anybody that isn't on the video right now, you, that you're just going to hear me say that. You're not going to see my finger go across the air like that. But most uh, most important, find us like Mike did on patreon.com forward slash creative writing. And as the other Mike, incarcerated Mike, who wasn't here to enjoy the fact that I had to call him Mike this entire show because of a punishment that I said the word of the week two weeks ago, uh, has said, hey, we have a Zazzle store. You should promote it. So zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash creative writing it's in the show notes so that you don't have to remember all that but anyways everybody take it easy thank you for wasting a perfectly good two hours of your life uh on this show since mike's not here i don't think it was a waste i think mike this you know mike this mike t we're gonna no, have to mike call you mike show. t too yeah this is a way mike better t show. missed out yeah he did but this mike t didn't we're gonna is he mike t too then mike t like number two <laughs> sure mike t, t dose too. 
two. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Oh my God, you're T2. You're Terminator 2. We're just gonna have to call you T2. Uh, do you have any anything to go out on? Please don't recite the uh, anarchist cookbook because we're all here scanned. Don't have the funds after Mike got in jail. But do you have anything uh, anything to go out on? Any words of wisdom? Uh, no, just um, yeah. Um, if if you've been thinking about going to a place and do it, you don't need an excuse. You don't need a reason. Just do it. Yeah, that's right. Even if you go into debt. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying. Even if you end up in a bad situation where, where it's dangerous and you're alone and you're stuck, may, maybe don't do that. That describes my 20s. <laughs> All right. And with that, <laughs> everybody have a good, uh, good, good ride, good weekend, and all that fun jazz. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.